0: Hello and good day everyone. Welcome to another episode of Magic First Pioneer's podcast. This podcast is all about the Pioneer format and we keep our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting, and powerful in the world of Pioneer. I am joined here with my co-host as well as a special guest for one of my favorite kind of episodes. Hey everybody. You guys want to introduce yourselves? Oh, yeah. yep
1: Hey everybody, it's Ryan, uh, Cardboard Samurai out of the Tokyo area of Japan and special
2: guest. Uh, hey, it's Connor Man 11 Connor, whatever. Good to be back.
0: Yes, we had you in a couple weeks ago. Yeah, something like that. That was fun. Yeah, Yeah. pretty recently. So we're glad to have you back. And I'm glad to bring you on for what is one of my favorite things in Magic, which is new cards, new exploration of a brand new set. Uh, This is kind of our second dive. You know, we we didn't have much else to talk about last week. We had to get into these cards just a little bit. Mm. Uh, But now we have the full set out as of about two days ago and we are going through with our first impressions of what we think are the top cards for the pioneer format
1: and kind of this is your first uh set review with us right yeah first time nice nice yeah we tried to split it up we got a we had a couple people on before um so yeah welcome to the rotation hopefully we'll have you on for future uh sets as well <laughs>
0: Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, for your explanation and for the listeners, what we usually do with these is we're kind of sitting here. We've got a dock open that's got kind of the cards that we think we want to talk about, and we're just gonna you know kind of shout them out, say what we like about them, where they might have a home, uh, where they might impact Pioneer, and then usually I tell Ryan, no, it's bad, yeah, and we move on. Yeah, you guys do um, the fun police. <laughs> and then we'll yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're kind of looking at some cards that we think will be important, and if you think of one that's uh, not on the list, feel free to shout it out. Um, you ready to start? We always kind of go through Wuburg order, and then your know, artifacts, multicolor, and lands at the yeah. end.
2: Yeah, and guess goes first.
0: <laughs> so. Okay,
2: all right. So how do I how do I just start talking about a card? I guess so. Start off yeah, with uh, you know just cards. pick a
0: white card you like. Um, if it's one that people haven't heard of, or you know not like a big reprint, maybe give it a quick read if you want, uh, and then we'll just talk about it. Yeah. Mm. Well, the
2: first one I'm looking at here is um, Anointed Peacekeeper, and <clears throat> it's a it's just a Three mana, so two colors and a white for a 3-3 human cleric. Very important creature type to a human. And mm. this card has quite a few things going for it. It's got Vigilance. So it's a three mana, 3-3 three, three with Vigilance. And then it's just got a wall of text here. It says, as anointed peacekeeper enters the battlefield, look at an opponent's hand, choose any card name. And then spells your opponent's cast with the chosen name costs two more to cast. And activated abilities of sources with the chosen name costs two more to activate, unless they're mana mm. abilities. So there's a couple things here very important. Um, It doesn't say when it enters the battlefield, it says as it enters the battlefield. So
0: Mm -hmm. that's really,
2: that's kind of like a Pithing Needle effect. When Needle goes in the stack, and then, you know, some people who maybe are new to Magic go, okay, Needle resolves. And then they're going to, they think they're going to be able to respond to what Pithing Needle names, right? And they don't. Because it says as it enters the battlefield. So, you know, big thing here is you play the Peacekeeper and you know, it resolves, and you get to look at their hand right away. Your opponent doesn't get to, res- to respond to it. So then you can see, oh, they have Stomp and two mana. I'll just take the Stomp. Now it's four mana, right? So it's a very interesting one that really stuck out for me as just a very interesting card. Like, is it good enough to fit into the Human's deck and Pioneer, <laughs> you know? Mm.
0: I mean, that's a good point. Um, you know, and I think that while you're talking about that, that also works really well with Collected Company, if you're talking about a Cocoa Humans kind of deck, mm-hmm. because it'll already have entered, they won't have any kind of chance to figure out that one of these is coming to play, and when it's already named something. Yeah, it's actually really good there.
2: Actually, that's a good point.
1: I like this, along with the other one from Strixhaven, the 3-1 Flyer. I can't remember its name. but um, Elite,
0: Spellbind, or it Elite
1: Spellbinder. Is it Spellbinder? Yeah, so basically Something you like have that. eight of those effects now, and that is wow. I mean, that that's like... This is taking Hate Bears to a whole new level. You know, you get your Thalia on turn two, and then you get your Nameda Peacekeeper or uh, uh, Spellbinder on, on turn three, and it's like they won't be able to play anything. I, I think this is going to... I mean, I don't know if it's going to be, like, super, super good, but um, just having that option, um, you're going to be make, giving a lot of people a headache with, with uh, that kind of, uh, you know, either mono-white or, you know, like you said, a collected company, HumanSec. I like this a lot.
2: Yeah, I think it's quite a bit better than Spout binder actually, because, um, you know, it's obviously a similar thing what makes it cost two more, right, if mm-hmm. it's in their mm-hmm. hand, but it also, like, Planeswalkers, Right? You know, if they want to uptick their planeswalker that you chose, they have to pay two mana. <clears throat> so it's mm-hmm. going to be, it's probably pretty good against mono green, right? You can take a Karn
0: or, or a Kiora. Mm-hmm. And then, even more so, and you know, you name Kiora and it costs five to cast Kiora and two to activate Kiora. Like, that, that really, really slows <clears throat> it down. Yeah, it's a lot of mana, even for mono green. Yeah. <laughs> And is, is
1: this just like the Spellbinder as well, where, like, you know, the card um, just kind of, like, forever gains the plus well, so 2 mana th- that's ability? That's the big
0: difference between this and, and Spellbinder, is that if you kill this first, then you can play your creature or use your ability, and it's not affected at all. Oh, really? How's it different? I don't remember. I thought Spellbinder
1: had, like, the same uh, typing. Or well, same.
0: Spellbinder exiles and, you know, gives the card the effect. This, it has okay. it on the Peacekeeper that those just abilities it. cost more. Yeah, it's, that's not, true, actually. it's not anything about okay, the card Okay, okay,
2: okay. It's a really interesting card.
0: Yeah, Still like it a
1: lot. It's a good choice. Kevin, you want to go next?
0: Uh, I'll jump in with uh, one I've already nicknamed is the Saragon, the Saraparagon. Pretty excited about this card, even though I'm not exactly sure where. It's 4 mana for a 3-4 Flying Angel. And once during your turns, you can play a land or cast a permanent spell from your graveyard, mana value 3 or less, and uh, and then once it does that, if that permanent dies later, you exile it and you gain 2 life. That's fine
1: totally fine so it's kind of
0: like the super lurus you yes. know it's one more mana uh lets you cast up to three drops being able to play land is really cool here being able to get things like the fable of the mirror breaker is just going to be awesome for this mm-hmm, card mm-hmm. um you know maybe that's not enough to make it see play because you know red white mid-range isn't really an art a deck or anything like that but i would love to be able to play this kind of card and it's just a, a sweet one here i mean like could also see playing angels I mean, yeah,
1: it, like you said, it's super Lurus. How is this any different from Luris? You know, except that you know, Luris, of course, you know, doesn't exile when the card leaves, but you know, well,
0: it, this doesn't have. This isn't the eighth card in your hand. No, no, that's, yeah, that's the four difference. mana. Yeah, but, that, <laughs> yeah. but
1: the effect is really good because basically, you're going to be paying five mana or six mana to play Luris. Anyways, this comes down on turn four. You can start playing stuff. You know, as soon as turn five, that's like a turn earlier than Luris, right? Maybe.
3: Mm, uh,
2: companions <laughs> are just busted because you can pay the three yeah, mana yeah. at any point. Like you just play a regular game of Magic, and then all, oops, I have this other thing that exists. Yeah, that, that's yeah. insane. I like
1: it a lot, though. We'll definitely find somebody will definitely find some way to uh, take advantage of you know always re- returning something from from the graveyard, and the fact that it's also it's a. I mean, I guess permanent was also lures, but that it's three mana. Like that's the key point, like Kevin said. Getting that fable back is yeah. nasty.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, The other thing with Fable is that if it exiles itself and comes back into play and then it dies, that's a different permanent because it went to exile. Mm-hmm. So that that you could just keep rebuying if you wanted. Nice.
2: Nice. Yeah, so the important thing like with Saragon is it's an angel. So I think mm-hmm. like I I think for me, to be honest with you, I think this is one of the cards that's going to be like classically overhyped. Like it's not a bad card, but I don't think it's like amazing. I think it's fine, and I think where it's going to see play, assuming it sees play, because you never know, um, is going to be in the Angels deck. I don't know if they'll main deck it, but sideboard for sure, you know, worst case scenario, it's for sure on the sideboard. Because it's just a really grindy card in Angels, like, you know, after Wrath of God, you can just, like, against Blue-White, you have a bunch of lands in play. You can go, like, Sarah Paragon into, you know, play, like, you know, the two-mana Cleric or something, right? Just to get two cards out of one, you know? Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I think it fits in. And it's an angel, so, you know, it's played off Giada, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree.
1: Nice, nice. Yeah, ooh, yeah, definitely.
2: All right, why don't you uh, (laughs) go ahead and grab one, Ryan?
1: You guys got the fun ones. Um, (laughs) I have to start talking about Jank, probably. Uh, I mean, I guess there's one that's good, Uh, but it's like I probably won't play it, and that's Temporary Lockdown, because this is more of a controlling card, I think. So, it's one white and a white uh, enchantment, and when it enters the battlefield, exile each non land permanent with mana value two or less until temporary lockdown leaves the battlefield. I mean, against a deck like Black Red, um, Black Red, uh, what was it? uh, uh, Sacrifice? Oh, Sacrifice, yeah. This is really good for for a white deck to have. So. (laughs) Um, I would say against that, against Mono Red, it would be really good, and maybe even like Mono Blue, you know, like Mono mono Blue Spirits, or even like maybe White Blue Spirits, but um, this is also an enchantment typing, which means that, you know, you could probably find it in your, uh, what was it, Enigmatic Incarnation deck, so I mean, this is good sideboard, this is good mainboard, I think this is definitely going to be a playable card um, in uh, the next season.
2: Yeah, it's really... I'm glad you chose this one because this is a really powerful card. Like, there's a lot going for it here. It's only three mana. Mm -hmm. So in blue-white control, you know, slam this on the draw on turn three. You know, that's going to hit most most of everything that's in play already for your opponent, like against mono-red. As a mono-red player myself, I'm Mm going to be getting clapped by this too many times (laughs) because, you know, the mono-red decks are like... You know, Swiss supposed to be long or whatever. Like, most of the things mm-hmm. are two or less. And the exiles, too. So, you know, mm-hmm. even if I have an Anax in play, you know, I'm not getting any tokens. So, mm-hmm. this card is really good. And I think it definitely is yeah. going to slot someone a control. But, you know, I guess time Th- will tell. That, that's
0: what I was going to say is that this card does seem really good. But I don't see very many decks that would be able to run it yet. Um, so, I'm excited to see if this changes anything. You know, even... Even main deckable if this is answering you know everything from mono green that's low on the curve mm-hmm. um it, it might end up being that there's a deck that can play this
2: yeah it's it's a
1: card and there's, <laughs> there's also the possibility of uh blinking it too and just keep on locking down you know newer cards as they come out gross that's just nasty, yeah especially with the Orion you know the Orion end of turn boom hey, everything goes back. Everything's exiled again.
2: Well, so there's actually a card next to it I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. They take up the shield. Um, it's kind of random, but it's just... I just saw it and, like, remembered. Um,
0: I'd keep an eye on this common. Take up the shield. That yeah, one is the... Uh, that. Oh, that's the uh, plus one, plus one, and lifelink indestructible. Yeah, because it
2: works with a little card called Ball's Reckoner.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And yeah. then that's infinite life.
0: If you can deal it damage... Yeah, you know, we already had that in a black card. There's a black one that gives plus, you know, the, the same effect, basically. Yeah. Um, you could still play Reckoner probably in black-red, I, but I, I haven't been able to get that to work.
2: Yeah, well, now the thing is we have, um, you know, just another piece. You know, another yeah. four, so... And, I mean, you know, if you want to build the Reckoner deck, you've got... I think you get Painlands? sulfur Springs is coming in, right? The Ractos Painlands, so... You can play three colors yes, now. Let me double check that. You can play three colors easily now with you know because you were red black before, right? And now you can mm-hmm. now you can play white for take up the show because now you have all these pain okay. lands. So, all right. Is it it's back to you,
0: Right. Uh, that I think that was just Connor kind of naming that card. Yeah, I I'm guess go so, yeah. Ahead and grab <laughs> uh Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, I'll go ahead and just grab one. Uh, you know, kind of talked about Benish sleeper already, so. I yeah. don't know if we want to talk about that one again. That one's like the one that can kick her and sacrifice when yeah. realize yeah, you realized it was not great. Um, you know, I'm also excited about maybe Resolute Reinforcements, mm. and that kind of leads us into the fact that there's a lot of cool tribal cards in this set. Uh, I'll probably be talking about it a lot this episode, is that I love that. I love tribal cards. I love seeing them, how they were done for the most part in this set. So that kind of segues me into saying, like, let, let's quick talk about Valiant Veteran as maybe the first of these. And unfortunately, in some ways, in the worst, you know, this was a 2-mana 2-2 core soldier. It gives your other soldiers plus 1 and plus 1, and you can pay 5 in exile from your graveyard to put a plus 1 plus 1 counter on each of your soldiers in play. Uh, you know, this is a 2-mana 2-2 lord, which I feel like that, in general, has been kind of weak. That extra effect's nice, but it comes from the graveyard, so it kind of has an extra cost there. It's expensive, too.
1: Yeah, I mean... I mean, I was looking through the the soldiers. There's actually really good soldiers in there, but I don't know what you get... For playing soldiers over playing uh, humans. You know, humans has better synergy. I think there's, uh, in a vacuum, there's kind of strong cards in soldiers, but there's a little bit less synergy amongst all the
0: soldiers altogether. Does that make sense? I could see that. Uh, Real quick, I want to hear what Connor has to think about this, because I'll say more. Happy to talk about soldiers.
2: Yeah, so I think one of the best, like, it's 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 kind of similar to like back when i was trying out knights and stuff right it's Mm -hmm. like okay why are we doing this over humans right you know what's Mm -hmm. the what's the plus side here well the biggest thing was you know when i was playing knights i couldn't play Thaler's lieutenant which i think is just one of the best humans ever printed it's not the best but it's definitely up there because the card is just insane it's just really busted and so you know valiant veterans not a human and not being a human is huge because, you know, you're going to have, like there's a bunch of really good humans, like Thali's Lieutenant, right, that says when it enters the battlefield, you put a one more card on each other, human you control. Mm -hmm. Well, Valiant Veterans are core soldiers, so you kind of need, you know, you kind of need these um, really good soldier-style cards, and then it's like, I just don't know if there's a card like Thali's Lieutenant in soldiers that you can play because every human's deck you know, that was ever played in Pioneer, had 4,000 lieutenant. And it's always been mm-hmm. a staple for, you know, people just forget about it because, you know, it's just always there, but that's just how good the card is. You build your human's deck, that's one of the first things you put in it, right? And
0: losing oh, that's yeah, I, huge. I agree. So, I'm glad you called that out because that's also what I kind of wanted to say about it is that I am disappointed they made it a core soldier. Um, You, you maybe still run 5,000 lieutenant in that deck. It is possible, a soldier. Depending on... Yeah, I mean, it's a soldier, but yeah, the veteran not being a human hurts. You know, General Kudrow is also a soldier, but again, only buffs humans. Um, mm. So that that's definitely what's weak about this one, and, I, and I'm not happy. I think this would be absolutely 100% played if it was a human. Uh, not being a human, I'm a lot more ugh, on it.
1: It's, a, it's It's a budget option. If you don't have enough money to build humans, you build soldiers.
0: Mm. Uh, i don't i I haven't (laughs) gone through the math yet on that but (laughs) doubt
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know i mean i don't know it's classic like why play this instead of humans
0: yeah did you talk about resolute reinforcements as well you
1: kind of touched on them i was kind
0: of leaning into that and didn't quite finish it yeah that was just another one of these new soldiers where it's a two-mana one-one with flash that when it enters, makes a white soldier. So it gets no. two soldiers. It, it's offen- essentially the same as Raise the Alarm, mm-hmm. but Both the a little bit better because you can blink this, rebuy it. And um, you can play it for
1: one mana if you're playing Catcher's Monuments. And you're kind of touching hmm. on that in the bruise, <laughs> oh, right? oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm not going too hard into that discussion right now. I don't think that's going to be a good deck. It's just, I guess, a well, another fun do. deck.
1: I mean, I, I did want to point that sure, out. Sure. I think having a body on this, being able to return it from the battlefield or from the from the graveyard and all that stuff is, is better than um, uh, Raise the Alarm because they're both at instant speed. They both create two bodies and just having an actual creature body, I think, is going to make it a much better. And not to mention having two effects at instant speed now. Uh, I would not be surprised to see this show up in um some kind of token stack you know we haven't had a token stack in forever and you know maybe it's time there's there's definitely a lot of supplemental cards for it
2: yeah it's interesting you say that um that it's good having the body
3: mm-hmm.
2: the other problem with that is that so when your token stack raz alone makes two tokens resolute reinforcements the new card only makes one right So it's like, do you want more tokens in your tokens deck? Probably. But uh, that deck's not really, you know, it's not really a real deck right now. I mean, it's two
1: bodies. It only makes one. But yeah, it depends on if you want the tokens or if you just need the bodies, right? Yeah, because
2: I know there's some effects where like, ooh, your creature tokens get plus one, plus Mm -hmm. one or something or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That creature token do stuff. So that's a little interesting. And the token that it makes is not a human. Mm. (laughs) Whereas the Resolute Reinforcement itself is a human soldier, and then it just makes a soldier. So, Mm -hmm. it's also interesting. Interesting.
1: Um, Is that my turn, or or do I get another one? I don't know.
0: Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, That
1: was kind of finishing mine. I wanted to start the cycle of the Defilers. You know, I think all of them are somewhat playable. The white one, maybe not as much as the other colors, but um, Defiler of Faith, 555 mana, so it's 3 and 2 white. Vigilance. Um, and it gives you basically all of your uh, white mana symbols basically become Phyrexian symbols. You can pay two life for them. Um, so And it reduces that by one white mana to, uh, to cast if you paid that life. Um, and like they said, only white mana, so it's not the colorless You still have to pay that. And then uh, it says, when you cast a white permanent spell, create a 1-1 white soldier creature token. So I think this is probably the worst out of all of them, but I still think there might be some... Uh, some decks that you could, you know, play this in because it's white permanent spells. So, you know, anything that maybe, I don't know, was like five mana or four mana or whatever before you can start to kind of... I mean, do you guys remember White Devotion? Um, Can you imagine being able to throw in more White Devotion and just Mm -hmm. pay life to, like, gain more life and stuff like that, equal to, like, the... I, I don't know, there was some stuff, like, that just gains you life in that deck i believe right i mean that of course even still I, you know
0: I, I play white devotion and i wasn't interested in this um if you guys if you're listening and you're kind of like ryan and you're saying like this guy seems playable he seems fun just as seems a leader yeah, go look at um god eternal oketra is kind of the same card also a five mana that's like a three six double strike which is a lot better and whenever you cast a creature spell you get a 4-4 with vigilance Mm. instead of just a 1-1 that card has not seen any play that card won't see any play and that card's better than this card so i think defiler is just not going to see play period yeah i mean whenever people get cheap spells they tend to break them i'm i'm
1: I'm gonna wait and see i'm gonna wait and see we'll Mm. see i'll be proven right
0: (laughs) I mean, I'm writing an article <laughs> about trying all of them, okay. but it—I okay. still don't think it's going to be you know any good. Right. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Um, in mono white, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Connor.
2: Not really in white. I mean, uh, there is another defiler I think is going to see play, but that's a different color, so. Okay.
0: The, the, yeah, the that, that's good. I am excited to talk more about the other defilers. Um, the only one I wanted to shout out was Leyland Binding, the six mana Domain Artifact or Enchantment. Uh, it, it has Flash. It's six mana, but it costs one less for each basic land type among those you control. And it's a, you know, an O-ring effect when it enters Exiles and non-land permanent until this leaves play. Uh, biggest reason why this is interesting is because of the Enigmatic Incarnation deck. I know, probably talk about it way too much on the show for the amount of people that actually play it. But it's still a deck that's near and dear to my heart. And it's really easy to get that with the Nylias Presence. Uh, makes your land into all five types. So this is a one mana, and then it turns into a seven mana from... Oh, a. Yeah. Uh, from enigmatic so that's kind of cool just wanted to make sure it gets a shout out here because that should see play in that one deck
2: well maybe bring mm. to light too right they play a trial, and then it's just three mana and that deck always goes to him. yeah and
0: then,
2: that's not unreasonable at all yeah triumph shock it's two mana oblivion ring flash It's pretty good
1: well, we'll see we have some we got some jank left in there we'll skip that maybe we'll put that up in <laughs> uh the uh, pod live chat later the other cards we didn't. So you can talk see about. the uh,
0: other things that we that you know, that Ryan added to here. That I'm yes. like, why is that on the list? Yes. <laughs> All right, why don't we jump right into blue then? I kind of finished it up there. So Ryan, why don't you start off blue? blue. I have no idea what's going. on Okay, there was
1: like w- one or two cards that I liked in blue, and I might as well just take the best one. Hex um, Hexcatcher, the Murfolk Lord. Finally that we've been waiting for. Uh flash, other Merfolk get plus one plus one and sacrificing more Merfolk to counter target non-creature spell unless uh, its controller pays one. So we've been trying to force green white um uh Merfolk forever after you know Ixalan came out. And you know they just they, they were lacking I don't know if it was the power or the tricks, and I think you know Vodalian Hexcatcher does all that. Um, I definitely think uh, we'll we'll see a lot of people playing it. I don't know if it'll be good. Maybe tier two. It might just reach tier two now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I don't think it'll be top tier yet, but it'll, it'll definitely start, you know, people will work on it and start to optimize it this next season. So what do you guys think about the Hex Catcher?
2: Um, why, don't, why don't you go here first? Yeah, thanks. Um. Yeah, so touching on the merfolk decks that people have tried to make work in pioneer and especially when the format was kind of newer you know the deck was around a lot more it's just playing a bunch of medium cards that was the problem Mm -hmm. every card you know none none of the cards were like like you look at humans with thousand Lieutenant, which we talked about earlier right like the merfolk decks in pioneer don't have that and just jamming these two mana lords you know Mm -hmm. is just like super medium right and we all know, like you guys touched earlier, I think, on it, that, you know, a two-mana Lord has just not been good in Pioneer. That's exactly what it is. And, I mean, this is a lot more going for it. Um, the flash is huge, but the ability mm-hmm. to sack a Murfolk and then to counter-target knock, which is balance controller pays one mana, is insane. That's a really good ability. And actually, I don't think this is a Pioneer card. Um, I think it's, it's going to see play in Modern like i know we're not really a modern you know we don't really talk about modern much and i I don't play modern that much but it is very good there because you can flash in and counter someone's you know whatever crashing footfalls are living in right so i mm -hmm.
1: i wonder if like um what was the one that makes a whole bunch of uh but those are elemental tokens never mind i was gonna say hey we can Mm -hmm. make a bunch of merfolk tokens and counter everything nope nope doesn't work that way the master of the tides
2: Oh, yeah, Master of Waves, yeah.
1: Or Master of Waves, yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. Never mind. I mean, we'll keep an so eye, I'm eye a, on it, I So I think I'm more excited about this. Uh, you guys know I've already got, like, three Merfolk lists that I'm ready mm. to talk oh, about. Yeah. <laughs> but mm. that'll be probably another episode, maybe. Uh, I, I think I'm more excited about this because it is a good card. And I almost want to say that... If Merfolk becomes really good, it might not even be as much because of Adalian Hex Catcher. Possibly more because of Vidalian Mindsinger. Um, so this is the other Merlfolk that I'm really excited from this set. It's a 3 mana 2-2 two, two Mirfolk Wizard. Uh when it enters the battlefield, you can kick it. So you can kick it for 1 in a red or f- and or for 1 in a green. And for each time you do, it gets 2 plus 1 plus one counters. So, you know, generally the most you could kick it for would be for the two. Um, but it, you know, the, the new you know Any of the um, lands that cast for a creature type, you could cast the red from here. So theoretically, late game, you could make this a 6-6. Anyways, it gets two plus one plus one counters for each time it was kicked. And when it enters, you gain control of a creature with power less than the Mindsinger uh, for as long as you control it. So that is what's almost more important. You're saying, like, you know, the cards are bad. This is interaction, which I think is something that deck really, really needed in the form of a creature. Uh, so this could be more the card that puts them on the map, even if the new lord is going to be a a better overall card it's six
1: mana or five five or seven mana though
0: well okay but i mean it's a two two you're you know you're gonna cast it as a two two or you're gonna cocoa it as a two two and it can steal an elf it can steal a monastery swift spear it can steal a um a thing in the ice and then they have to kill this before they can kill your lords before they can kill your other creatures
1: If the Lord's already in play and it comes in, it'll have that higher power anyways. You don't really need to kick it. And that's the
0: other thing, too. Yeah, Yeah,
1: so it it can be much bigger than just a 2-2.
0: Okay, okay, that's not
1: bad. Yeah, I can see that then. Definitely we'll see some play in those uh, Merfolk decks.
2: Yeah, I'm a little... Assuming they'll see play. I'm I'm mixed on this because... So, like, it is... It's always interesting when you look at a card and, like, oh, it's good with this other card or good with something else, right? Um, You know, that's assuming that that something else is there. So it is always kind of, you know, I find when I'm evaluating a card, I kind of want to look at it like, hey, this thing's a 3 mana 2-2, two, two, right? Okay. That's obviously this power toughness on it is not good, right? That's less power toughness than its mana cost is not where you want to be. But it gains control over a creature. So when I first read this card, I actually misread it, and I thought that you could take a creature with power 2 or less. But no, it's 1 or hmm. less, which is... I guess you can steal a Lanamore
0: Elf, I guess. But, like, that's mm. as low as you can go, basically. Right? Except Steel. Yeah, I was saying, of War Elf, um, you know, monastery, Swiss Soul Soulscar Mage, as well as, you know, Thing of the Ice. Uh, you could also grab on Curve a Ledger Shredder out of Phoenix.
2: Yeah, and then, like, when you kick it once, it's a 4-4, so 3 or less. It's 5 mana for 4-4, it steals the thing. And, like, I want this card to be good. That's why I'm not going to, you know... Say that it's Side horrible yet, maybe. but... I want it to be good, but in a world with Stomp, you're playing a 3-mana mm-hmm. 2-2, I just don't see it. Because it's just going to get Stomped, and then, okay. I mean, against Mono Green, though, stealing a line of wealth. I think that's the best. I think that's where it's the best, is stealing a line of wealth from Mono Green. is just like, oh, man.
0: Mm. What a beating, dude. Like... And you're kind of leading me into one of the biggest things I wanted to t- say as a takeaway from this set. Um, for me, is you know probably the most popular also one of the most winning decks in pioneer right now it's mono green and these kind of go wide tribal decks this uh set is trying to support are really really good against mono green like i had tried elves out this last season and it was a fantastic matchup against mono green because you you kind of just go wider and more Mm -hmm. aggressive and they can't handle that um, so I'm excited to see if any of these new tribal decks, these aggressive tribal decks, are able to uh, to kind of kick that deck down a little bit. But I am, on the other hand, worried that red-black is really good against those, so maybe that's going to hurt everything.
2: Mm. Uh,
1: Connor's
0: next, right? Yeah, this is pretty
2: easy for me. <laughs> I didn't have to think about this one at all. Hottie uh, Um It's I a like three-mana it. star four with flying. So it's two blue and a colorless for a star four with flying. And it says its power is equal to the number of incident sorcery cards in your graveyard. And it says incident sorcery spells you cast cost one colorless less to cast. So there is a lot to unpack with this one in terms of how good it is. First of all, it's got four toughness for three mana. You love to see it. Doesn't die to stomp or strangle. So most of the format, you know, you push has to be revolted. That's really good. You know, it's not always the, you know, easiest thing to have a revolted push, right? And then on top of that, the thing has flying too. I don't know why they gave it flying, but they did. And, <laughs> you know, it's power in, is equal to the number of sorcery cards you gave, right? You know, and if you're playing a spell-based deck, like we all know, the Is It Phoenix decks that have been around, you know, they mm-hmm. just, it's just all spells, baby. Consider, ops, whatever, just this, here's a spell that draws me a card, and. We're just going to keep doing that. And then you got seven or eight spells in the graveyard. Let's go. And then also, it makes your spells cheaper too. And on top of all of that, it's not legendary. So you can have multiple of these in play and make everything inexpensive. Like It's really good. Like three mana play this and then mm -hmm. uh, Lofty Denial for one mana. Man, that's insane. I have two questions for you.
1: Um, and, and these are questions that somebody uh, brought up to me when I said, oh, this looks good. Um, the Drake, um, cra- Crackling Drake, whatever, that draws a card and has equal to the power, uh, equal to what's in the graveyard and in exile. How is this better than that?
2: Yeah, so that's, a, that's. I actually had a long, I've had long discussions about it recently with some of my friends. Um, so obviously the mana cost on Hadi Jin is like just, way better than crackling drake because drake is blue blue red red so not mm-hmm. only is it an extra mana it's all colored right with hardy jinn you know it's just one colorless and two blue so it's mm-hmm. only three mana and it's only you know two colored mana in it and then so the the downside to obviously hardy jinn in comparison to crackling drake is the two downsides are obviously that you don't draw a card with the jinn right but you do with the drake but jinn costs one less mana so that's you know, a concession that you know you're probably willing to make for for the gin to be cheaper. But the biggest mm-hmm. thing here is that the hardy gin doesn't count the the and sorceries in your exile, which is really mm-hmm. big in a format when you have when you have uh, so I was going to call ancestral recall, um, treasure cruise, it's still legal, mm-hmm. right? Which which you want to delve stuff away. So that I think is the biggest thing. Is how important is it going to be to count cards in in your exile? And as opposed to Jin not counting that, but mm-hmm. man, the Incident sorcery spells you cast cost one less to cast. It's like so really good. That's kind of like Boral, right? The 1-3
1: that also yeah. lets you like loot whenever you counter a spell. I'm wondering if they could work together like in tandem, just make like two mana less and then you have like all these like one mana straight up counter spells.
2: Yeah, you know, like I wonder...
1: Like you have a good blue point Blue-red Permission. Because I know yeah, Blue like, Red. Uh, yeah. So go ahead. I was going to say Blue Red Control kind of like died off, but I wonder, you know, hey, maybe we can, you know, play that. Because I know that, that kind of didn't want to play as many of those, like, one mana cantrips. You know, having one mana less than your casting costs, along with this and also with Via, yeah, like, Baral, for example, that means you could play some two mana and three mana cards and get really good value off of them. Just an idea. Yeah.
2: Well, hey, Cruz is one less mana, right? But like, yeah, <laughs> I'm more so on the thing of like negates one mana, like lofty denial. Like mm-hmm. you can just play some flying creatures and then lofty denial is one mana. Like, it's insane. Yeah. And yeah. what what lofty denial is pay four right? Unless you control if you control a creature with flying. So that's really good. I'm definitely having Kevin. a deck already built with this. I'm ready to go.
1: Is Kevin? Are you, Kevin's the nacer, He's the party police. So. Is there anything you want to say about this?
0: Yeah, I just I think I would play the Drake instead. I think the fact that this doesn't do anything if they rest in peace, um, it doesn't. You know, if they're exiling your graveyard, which is something they already want to do, that's why that card was playable in Phoenix, is because, you know, if they're if they're trying to uh, to beat you out by exiling your graveyard, then you can just you'll know, play the Drake, and then that's still good. And this doesn't do that at all, so I don't see when I would want it. It, you know, you'd have to have a new deck, and I don't know what that would be yet. Okay. I agree. 100%. Uh, all right. So, Kevin, are you next? or? Yeah, I don't have too much in blue I want to talk about. Like, there's a couple cards here, I think, that are all right worth trying. Um, like, I definitely think there's some cards, you know, worth trying. Like, I see one that's worth trying in Lotus. I see one that's worth trying in, like, a Phoenix deck. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going talk about maybe one more for me, which is sorry runa's vortex um this is a new unsummon effect it's you know blue to return a creature or planeswalker uh you don't control to its owner's hand which you know it does matter that it's only one you don't control but it also has kicker for two and a black you can make it that instead you put that on the bottom of their library so it can turn into a four mana actual removal if you need it to be Mm. i know that people are
1: talking about a lot of these uncommons in the set are really good so yeah runa's runa's vortex definitely i like um and I guess there's a couple more, if you don't mind me just take, talk them. Uh, taking them all right now. Uh, like you said, the Lotus one, Lotus Field, Joint Exploration, uh, one in a blue instance with Kicker Green, and Scry 2, draw a card, and if it was kicked, you can put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield. People are saying this would be really good in Lotus. Um, you know, put your Lotus into play, for example, or whatever. Um, pact of the, the Negotiators, sorry, per- sorry, protect the Negotiators. Uh, one in a blue instant with kicker white, and if it was kicked, create a one-one uh, white soldier token, and uh, it says uh, counter target spell unless this controller pay- pays one for each creature control. We talked about this a little bit last week, I think, um, as maybe something to be in like the Jeskai uh, um, Transmogrify deck. So yeah, I think those those are all very good cards, and I mean, and if you don't want to talk about the other. Uh, You know, comments on comments, impulse, everyone's saying, finally, we get an actual impulse.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that I think the more likely change for Lotus Field is that right now they're playing Shimmer, Uh, Mm -hmm. impulse is just this tiniest bit better. Like, it's a hard one. You know, it's nice to get a few gimmies where you're like, hey, this will see play because it's an obvious one to one upgrade. Uh, But it's very, very little time will have any impact on the game.
1: Yeah, but those a lot of good comments on comments in blue. I definitely think we'll see those will see a lot of play. Um so this was there's nothing else you wanted to really talk about, Kevin?
0: Uh anything from you, Counterman?
2: Um, I mean I guess we should touch on the phasing of Zalfir because it is technically mm. a Wrath of God effect in blue for four mm-hmm. mana, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's like a f four mana saga, so two colors, two blue. And it's got this new thing that we have called Read Ahead, which says you choose a chapter and start with that many floor counters. And then just a regular add one after your draw step, skip chapters, don't trigger. You know, you sacrifice after third chapter. So you can basically start it whatever chapter you want. And the first and the second chapter, exile target, ex- sorry, another target non permanent phases out. And it can't phase in for as long as you control um, the phasing of Zalfir. And then the big one here is the third chapter, and it says destroy all creatures on a blue card. Whoa. And mm. then for each creature destroyed this way, its controller creates a 2-2 black Phyrexian creature token. So it is interesting that's a blue wrath. I don't know how relevant it is, they get two twos. It looks pretty bad, but you know, wizards is uh breaking the color pie, I guess, and giving well, blue wrath the well, gods interesting.
1: Didn't Daros have like the Cersei's thing where like they all became pigs? Or is that like an X blue blue spell? Yeah, I think that's an yet.
0: X blue blue. Um, this this is definitely better because it's going to hit more things for cheaper, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it's definitely a cool card. I think it's worth talking about, but I don't think it'll have a home in Pioneer just because of the blue controlling. You know, the kind of decks that are blue and would want a sweeper have better options. I think. Yeah. Could, could this be
1: playing Enigmatic?
0: Not likely. Uh. You know, I guess it is four mana, um, which isn't bad for an enchantment in that deck, but. But, I wouldn't okay. think so. All right.
1: Well, you guys want to skip the rest of blue, move on to black? Let's do
0: it. Yeah, I think we could do that. So, who goes first this time?
3: Connor,
0: uh, well, I haven't grabbed one in a minute, uh, so I'll just jump oh, in. Yeah, go, uh, go, Evolved go. Sleeper uh, is the one mana human. Uh, it's one one human, but you can basically it's one of these ones that you can upgrade, uh, kind of like we've got Warden the First Tree and Pioneer, uh, which you know maybe not a good comparison because that hasn't been good, but. Okay, so it comes in as a 1-1 for 1. You pay 1 more uh, in black, and it becomes a human cleric with base power 2-2. Two two. Uh, 1 and 1 black more, and it becomes a 3-3 three three with death touch, and then 1 black and a black more after that. You put a plus and plus one counter on it, draw a card, lose a life, and that one you can keep doing any number of times. Um, big thing here is, you know, it's 1 mana that can attack as a 2-2, two two, uh, and there's some good black aggressive decks. Maybe it's a mm-hmm. human, it becomes a human cleric. All of those could be relevant creature types. Uh, and then i just think you know the threat of being able to be like hey i'm gonna become a three three and have death touch you don't want to attack into me uh it, it was really good on Knight of the ebon legion i think this will be similar
3: mm.
1: all right uh i mean we, we talked about that last week
0: so, oh yeah, yeah that's yeah, I, true i, I, I probably gave a same... bit of that
1: rant already um i think i should start talking about jank i can't hold it in anymore <laughs>
0: Yeah. All right. What's the jank you want to talk about? Are you the one who's been adding all of these defender yes. creatures? Is that what you want? To
1: add? Yes. We skipped over the white one, and we skipped over the blue one, and so on. Well,
0: tell me one. what the payoff is. What's I haven't I you know I haven't gone through it and tried to put in the work to see if there's anything there yet. Well, what's the payoff for these defender creatures? Well, I mean, you have the the green one. Um, what was that green enchantment that gets,
1: lets everybody deal damage equal to uh, their their toughness. You also have Arcade Sabbath. And I think there's another uh, enchantment or something that, that does the same thing that lets you kind of play all these huge toughness creatures that aren't going to be attacked through. They have all these different
0: abilities on them, and and uh, yeah, we've you got know high alert assault formation. We've kind of got all of them. Yeah, oh, yeah. So deck, not only, yeah.
1: not, not only I, I, I know it's it's a fan favorite. I know it's not going to be a tier deck, but I know people just like people that play shrines you know they were really excited when we got like a bunch of new shrines and stuff like that or gates you know they're oh wow 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 like they're they're not going to care you know about you know is this playable or not they these people are going to have fun with these cards and i just wanted to point that a blight pile and black um tap it uh and tap two in a, a black and each opponent loses x life or x number of creatures with defender so you just fill up your deck with defender and do that, uh, kill them that way. Or the the blue one was uh, they mill X cards, where X is the number of creatures controlled with Defender. And there's white as well. Um, You get a 1-1 white creature token, a white bird token with flying for each creature with Defender you control. So these are just a lot of fun cards. And I just wanted to point that out. I know they're not good, but I think (laughs) people that have been, you know, waiting to play more janky decks are gonna... they're, They're just like rubbing their hands together right now. They're like,
0: yes! I mean, I feel called out because I've definitely got a walls deck list, and it's not any good. But yes, add <laughs> I'm not. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, you know, I'll put in the work. I'll see if there's yeah. there is anything there. At least I'll put in a little bit of work. Yeah. and realize there's nothing there is what I'm expecting will happen. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I think of FNM decks.
2: Yeah, I was there too with the assault formation deck. I played that hmm. deck more times than I'd like to admit on stream.
0: And oh no, I meant from like a month ago. I have a deck list. It's it's <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> So yeah, I just want to uh, talk all about all that. Right. You guys don't have to say anything. Just not silently. That's fair. I uh, do you want to just jump in with another card?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal the uh, the troll stopper here. Uh, all right, Liliana of the Veil. Vale. Let's go right. right. So
0: Ryan and I talked about it a ton last yeah. week when it was you know first spoiled. So let's hear your opinion, and then uh, if you guys want megan and Ryan's opinion, I don't think it's changed since last week. Yeah, you can go back and hear a bit about it then. Um. So there's a lot of things here. First of all, it's a three-mana Planeswalker.
2: Um, how many mm-hmm. good three-mana Planeswalkers are there in Pioneer? Uh, two. yours <laughs> sees play Three? in one deck. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then is that it? Obnixilis. Oh, yeah, but Obnixilis is kind and of... And Sacrifice. And even, that, even the Sack deck, I think they only play like one, maybe. And... You know, and those cards aren't even like, oh my God! Like, Kyo is the best out of yeah, those it's not ones. Yes, busted. But, and it's mm-hmm. only in the one deck, and it's because it's like it does a very specific thing. Liliana mm-hmm. of the Veil is just great. Like, it's you play it, it comes in. You know, you discard a card. Oh my God, I discard a croak. So, ooh, right, and your opponent has to discard an actual Magic card, right? Hmm. That doesn't do graveyardy stuff probably, and or you can just downtick and edict so it's a 3 mana edict that leaves a planeswalker behind and on mm. top of all of that the ultimate is really not that hard to get to you know it takes three or four turns to get up there and the ultimate's really good it separates all permanents target player controls into two piles and then they sack one of those piles of their choice hmm. and like it's really good And it's just a cheap planeswalker like if you can get this in play with blue eye control you know on the play turn three here we go you know, they go like Tap Lantern Two or something, and they don't have the sensor, and you win well Slime Millie and start upticking, it's a problem. It's a huge problem. Yeah, it's, art it's is good dope too. Yeah, and it and it shuts off the entire heroic deck. It's so good versus that deck. Because both abilities, the uptick and the downtick to make them sack, are both very good versus that deck. So mm, that's that's good.
0: Yeah, that's very true.
2: Yeah. So it's good. It's really good. And it goes right into Ractos mid range,
0: probably. So, uh, can I use my turn on yeah, another Lord? <laughs> uh, yeah. Shadow Rite Priest is the one for this color. It's a uh, two mana, two, two human cleric. Other clerics get plus one, plus one. You can pay five tap and sack a cleric to search your library for any black creature card, put it onto the battlefield and shuffle. Uh, I emphasized any there because when I first read this card, I just assumed it said demon because mm-hmm. that's usually how these work. Oh. <laughs> so I had a whole list of like <laughs> demons I was looking at and then someone's like, yeah, what about like Cavalier of, uh the night i was like that's not a demon what and i'm like oh hey it doesn't say demon yeah <laughs> yeah i'm
1: wondering what what's the most busted stuff you can do like what's the most busted black cards you can put into play
0: eh, you know i kind of was doing some work i haven't seen anything that's too ridiculous i don't mind having like maybe two or three total demon. oh uh, you know total black creatures in your deck that are kind of options I mean, like you could have a massacre worm and make that kind of a sweeper it's instant you could speed have too. something like uh noxious gear hulk is removal um i think as far as if you just want a big fatty like Nib- nillis i think it is um, broker of blood is mm. like an 8-8 flying and whenever you lose life you draw cards and can pay life in a black to give things minus so uh, that one's just you know probably the strongest thing, gonna be great against anything but Dreadbore.
1: And this is
2: instant okay. speed.
0: Yeah. How about Ashen Rider? Yeah, Ashen Rider is reasonable. Depends mm-hmm. if you. Um... I like to have things that are at least a little bit castable. Uh, I kind of like the idea of having an Obnixilis uh, Unshackled is the creature one um, because grabbing that at instant speed is really funny since it makes it when ever an opponent searches their library they lose ten life. Um, yes. So if they you know crack a fable passage and you grab it at instant speed, you can just chunk them. Yeah, that's, that's, that's probably not the relevant part though. You know, that's a small part of this card. It, the more important part is it as a cleric lord, I think. Uh, and what do you guys feel about that? That that deck possibly being a
1: thing? Well, yeah, sure. I mean, there's more more less less so of a win condition, more so as a synergy. Uh, there's definitely some good clerics in there.
2: Yeah, clerics are going. It's be... like how
0: whenever. Uh, uh, I was going to say, it's just like, however, um, whenever Ryan ends up building a Magna deck, he puts like 12 dragons in, and I try and tell him, like, no, it justifies Ember Cleave. You don't need anything else.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, this should be a fun card, though.
0: Sorry, I'd cut you off there, uh, Connor Man.
2: Yeah, all good. The cleric thing is going to be interesting because. So, the cleric decklist I've seen and the ones that I looked at and went, you know, okay, sure. Like, this seems, you know, better than. Like, the fact that it's a a lord and clerics, clerics doesn't really need that. Like, that's not what the clerics deck is doing. Like, the clerics decks, a lot of times that, you know, people are playing are, like, kind of like life gain style stuff. And there's a card that says, like, whenever you gain life, at the beginning of your end step, each opponent loses that life type of deal. And there's, like, stuff with that. That's kind of what clerics is doing. And this card just pumping other clerics is, like, to me, it was just kind of random. Like, Mm. just like, oh... Why did we get that? Like, that's kind of weird. And then the big thing about the ability on it, the huge thing, is it says sacrifice another cleric. Sacks, he's a cleric. Mm. So, and obviously, five mana is a lot, but sacking another cleric's like. Because you can't even sack itself. So, I don't know. I think this card is going to be completely non existent. Hmm
0: yeah yeah i'm interested that that is a good point about like the life gain kind of clerics or the aristocrats kind of clerics not being the best for just a a defined like undefined lord like this um so maybe it will need to get that ability to be slightly useful like even the threat of activation like you can never attack into this if they've got mana and a cleric in play
2: yeah that's true yeah
1: uh can i go next real quick or sure yeah, yeah go ahead I actually want to talk about some of the uncommons and, and comments. And one of the cards that really stuck out at me was Knight of Dust Shadow, two two human knights for one in a black it has menace. And the the key thing on this this is an uncommon, and it has your opponents can't gain life. I've never seen that on a human, let alone like on a black card in Pioneer. It's mostly like relegated to red stuff. And it also has the ability one in a black it gets plus one plus one till the end of turn. This seems like a really good card, um, especially if you're playing against, you know I don't know, uh, Angels or some other deck that uses uh, life gain. If you're a mono-black aggro deck or just like a black aggro deck in general, you might want to consider playing this.
2: Yeah, this card's sweet. I really like this card. I'm glad you picked this one. Card art's pretty sweet, too.
1: Yeah, that's like, too. Like, would this go black-white humans? Or would it be mono-black? Where, where, where do you guys see it? Probably in the sideboard.
2: Um yeah knights <laughs> yeah knights yeah um any stigma last your fans <laughs> if you guys know that guy but yeah i love the that? ability yeah. your opponents can't gain life like love it yeah it's just on a 2-2 with menace let's go
1: yeah let me play this on turn two and turn three you can play uh what's his name um Kudrow. there you go three three menace
2: hmm.
0: yeah that's solid I'm going to look at knights, though. Isn't there a knight that gives things death touch? It seems good with uh, Menace. I think so. Yeah. Anyways, um, no. let's keep going with a couple more since there are a few other black cards I think are worth talking about. Um, Stronghold Arena is one that I had my eye on. Not sure exactly home for it. It's one in a black, but it's got kicker green and kicker white. Again, where you can kick it multiple times and it gets three life for the green or the white mm. or both. Um and but it, what it is whenever one of your creatures, one or more of your creatures deal combat damage to a player, you may reveal a top card of your library and put it into your hand. If you do, you lose life equal to its mana value. Um, so that's the effect of Dark Confidant. And this, you know, it's two mana and can maybe be drawing you a card every turn is kind of interesting to me. Uh, I don't even need to be playing this in like an Abzan deck. I could be playing this in mono black possibly. Mm-hmm. Just want to make sure, you know, don't get distracted by the kicker. That could be nice, but I don't think that's necessary for the card to be strong.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think this. will see some play. I'm just not sure how it will see play. But um, Mono Black's been waiting for something like this for a while. I think just that extra card advantage.
2: Yeah, it's this is a weird card because, like, obviously, like when I first saw it, like the kicker to gain life, I was just like, "Well, that's random." Like, it felt like it was just text that didn't need to be there. It should have just been Flavor Text because I miss Flavor Text, but um, (laughs) because it's been soft banned for the last six, three years. You miss Vanilla
0: Creatures. Yeah.
2: But also, big thing here for me is like when you're looking at putting like a card in your deck, and there's, I can't think of them right now, but there's been a lot of cards where like, okay, this does the thing I want to do, but like, you know, it's in my, um, you know, it's in my enchantment deck, but it's not an enchantment, right? So this is kind of my worry about it in Mono Black, because I really like the effect. And the two-man enchantment, like, I'm pretty down that, like, whenever one more creatures control deal combat damage your player. Like, basically, you're drawing a card, right? But it's not a creature, right? And then if you're bringing this in against a deck, you know, where you want to draw cards against Removal Tribal, then mm-hmm. that, what are you sideboarding out? A creature, right? Feels bad, mm-hmm. man. And the next thing you know, top deck Stronghold Arena, opponents to two life, you got no creatures in play. And you play it, and it's does, you know, so, it doesn't feel good in that sense. So,
1: so, so you're saying I should play it in a tokens deck?
2: <laughs> okay. I, gotcha. I guess. I mean, it still only triggers once, though. I have a one or more. Yeah, it only triggers once. Like if you have three creatures, deal damage. Mm-hmm. But you're more likely to draw cards, which is pog. There you go. There
3: you go. All
0: right, um, Kevin yeah let me shout out another one here real quick as a you know we should talk about it but i don't think it's going to be any good is cut down um people were excited about it it's instant for a black destroy a creature with total power and toughness five or less um so if it's like a one four or a three two or a you know two two whatever it is as the total is less than five um i don't think this card's actually going to be any good just because fatal push is better enough um mm. i think that you'll they're, they're, you know go through the creatures like whatever you can find I can't find anything that doesn't die to Fatal Push that would die to cut down, you know, for, you know, nothing that's five or more CMC that has less than five power and toughness. So, um, you know, maybe it's the fifth, sixth copy of Fatal Push, but I don't think there's any decks that want that many copies of that effect yeah. yet. It also misses a lot out of Red Black. Like,
1: would you play this over, uh, I know some people are playing like the, the Blood Chiefs Thirst or whatever, that, that's at sorcery speed. Would you play this over that because of the instant speed? no you' still play I don't it. think so <laughs> still play the, the, the only speed.
0: card I'm thinking of would be like den of the Bugbear mm-hmm. is killable by cut down but not by um the sorcery speed yeah but that's like the only card I can really think of you know it doesn't this doesn't even hit the other man lands okay. oh yeah that's right jeez
2: this this card misses a lot ledger Shredder with a counter on it like you know a flip thing in the ice like you're missing a large a lot of creatures with this card. I don't think yeah, it's Bum very Crusher good. is a big one. That, oh, yeah. Because like, a revolted push kills so many things. And cut down misses... Cutdown misses a lot of two-mana stuff. Like you already said, like Ledger Shredder. And then what happens if there's like a human in play that you know, just happens to be a little bit bigger than it should? And then, oh, no, it's a 3-3. Three, three, like the, the werewolf human, double green, misses that too. Mm. So you're going to have that in your hand and they're going to play that werewolf and you're going to werewolf pack it and you're going to go, oh, my God, man, what is this card?
0: yeah i i think that's fair that totally agree all right my turn or do you guys want to talk a little bit yeah go ahead what what do you got so i feel like we've talked about a bunch but there's still a couple things that are worth you guys know i play
1: waste not decks and and i'm super happy liliana the veil got printed because that's gonna be an awesome card to add in there but i'm also looking at pilfer which is one in the black sorcery and a target opponent reveals their hand. And you can choose a non-line card from it, and that player discards that card. So I know we have a, we have some good mm-hmm. one mana. Um, you know, we got Thoughtseize, of course. We got uh, Duress as well, which is somewhat limited for one mana. And then we have a lot of three mana discard effects. The two mana discard um, uh, you know t- two mana discard uh, effects are kind of weak. Like one of them like non legendary or, or 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 something else. This is just like no. No strings attached. It's just two mana. They have to discard whatever thing. You don't have to pay any life, etc., etc. For me, if I need extra discard effects, for example, like in my Waste Not deck, I would play this. Um, I'm excited to try it out, and that, that's that's all I wanted to say. And I love the art too, and even the flavor. The flavor is great on this. Okay,
0: so, so you you've solved a great mystery for me, Ryan, because I was wondering who on earth put this card on here because we have better versions of it in Pioneer. Um, Two mana, do you not. We have, yeah. We the thing is that those cards both exile. Um, we have we yeah. have a better version of this that exiles the card, which you probably aren't interested in, in with waste not. So yeah. that's why I was like, how, how could anyone think this card is playable? Yeah. Um, we, Ryan, you're my guy. I, yeah. I'm surprised you're not talking about any of the other discard cards though, because you know Shield Dread, uh, the Apocalypse is oh, not that one. Sorry. Uh, what is the other one that has discard? Oh, um, you didn't even put it on here, but the new. One in a black, uh whenever something discards. Like end of your turn if an opponent discards. It's the Raven Man. Raven Man. I don't yeah. like one that. In it's the end of, end of the turn, it's not that good. Okay, um, okay. He's basically a weak version of uh Waste Not. Yeah, and it's
2: just a Yeah, one that's one. That, okay,
0: that's all I was kind of asking, is he reminded me of Waste Not, so I, I thought of you. Yeah. Um, I haven't I don't thought the like card it. is playable, but it, it's at least sort of that kind of card.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like a worse version of uh of Waste Not slash uh, Tiny Bones. Yeah. But anyways, yep, that was me. Uh, You guys
0: have any other black cards you want to talk about? I'm good. Uh, probably not. I think that there's, you know, maybe there's a reanimator card there. I'll shout out. Um, nope, that's about it. Yeah, I mean, there's some fun cards oh, uh, in there. Yeah, drag to the bottom I added at the end. I just wanted to call that one out as it might be the best black um, removal sweep, you know, sweeper in... Something like the Niv to Light deck, you you can find it with Niv to Light, and it's minus six, minus six, if you've got the full domain. Mm -hmm. Or five, and keep your Niv alive. Yeah, yeah, you could, uh, well, okay, so that's true, you can't name it, so that might be not as good. All right, maybe scratch that, maybe you'll stick with uh, Extinction Event, but this is at least an option. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I was thinking about that in Niv.
3: Okay.
1: Uh, Yeah, we talked about Shieldred, I think, last week anyway, so we're all good. True, true, true.
0: Red doesn't have a ton for me. Uh, I'll start off there is, um, you know, Phoenix Chick I t- kind of talked about last week is one that I really liked mm-hmm. from Red. Uh, I also talked a little bit about Squeeze, and that's kind of all I'm liking from Red. What do you guys think that's I mean, in Red? I want
1: to hear what um, Connor has to say about Phoenix Chick, because he's a mono-red player too sometime, right?
0: Yeah, he oh yeah, he yeah. Stole... if you haven't talked about Phoenix Chick, uh, what, what do you think? You stole both of mine. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <laughs> they, were, they were the two that were out early, and I kind of liked them both.
2: Phoenix Chick is definitely, I'm definitely going to be playing a lot of it early to test it out for sure. Um, It's a 1-1 Flying Haste for one mana, you know? Just, it can't block, whatever. That's not really the idea when you're playing a mono-red aggro deck, is to be blocking all game. But my big thing is, so, you get into a lot of scenarios in the mono-red spectacle deck, you know? The deck that's like skew the critics, light up the stage trying to dress to kill, right? And then, like, 4 Source card, 4 Swiss Spear, play with fire, it's, you know, Bone Crusher Giant. You know, in that deck, you get into a lot of scenarios where you're like, okay, I have to, you know, play with fire my opponent and to get Spectacle to, like, light up the stage, right? Which feels pretty bad because you're kind of using a card to, to play this other card, which gets you two cards, so it's kind of like a net even. It's pretty medium. Phoenix Chick is nice because it's just, like, oh here's my one mana one one that just exactly pings you for one and turns on spectacle right and it's flying so it's extremely hard to block early in the game right for most decks like mono green sometimes like you're on the draw and they go silver and carry it and you're like oh man now what am I gonna do my soul Mage just gets blocked right well phoenix 6 flies over that and lets you mm-hmm. easily get spectacle and it's a and it's on a permanent so it's like every turn you have this flying thing that just you know you can ping your opponent with and get spectacle right and in that sense i really like it and then also it's obviously got a bunch of other texts and it just randomly feels like it was added on there it says whenever you attack with three or more creatures you may pay two red if you do you return phoenix chick from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped and attacking with a 1-1 counter on it so that's also interesting getting it back later like it, now it's got some versatility to it later in the game right so i think right now i like it a lot in the mono red spectacle deck specifically the spectacle. Mm over specifically Soulscar Mage. You play this instead of Scar. I'm really happy to try it out. We'll see. Maybe it's not going to pan out. There's been some mixed opinions, but I'm definitely pretty
1: high on it there. Um, so, Kevin, you said you don't
0: have a lot to talk about.
1: You kind I of don't
0: have talk- too much else to talk about. Yeah, what, what do you have, Ryan? Uh,
1: I actually really liked uh electrostatic infantry, a dwarf wizard, one, two, one in a red, trample, and whenever you cast an instant sorcery spell, you put a plus one, plus one counter on the infantry, not until the end of turn. So I like those those types of decks. We have like the kiln fiend, you know, type of decks, uh where, you know, you get the plus plus, you know, two, plus three power, plus zero, and you just kind of like, you know, balls to the wall, you're just, you know, pushing as hard as you can, trying to hit as hard as you can. And we have we had a lot of good uh blue red um blue red prowess cards previously and that that kind of fell off i feel like this could maybe breathe some new life into it there's also another uh, um multicolor card uh, that i'll be talking about later that also i think could really supercharge this type of deck uh, we already know that there is a critical mass of blue and black sorry blue and red um you know, cards to, to cast, even with Phoenix. So just another way to play that, you know, if you don't want to spend all that money on uh, things in the ice in, in Phoenix, even though they will go down in price with the uh, challenger decks. But uh, I, I'm, I'm excited to see, uh, you know, what uh, prowess can do. Sorry, I I rambled.
2: Yeah, I definitely want to touch on this one. It's interesting because, so if you're playing this in a bluehead prowess deck, and obviously that deck died because Innovation was banned. Like the day that they banned Expressive Iteration, that deck, was, that deck expired instantly mm-hmm. um, because Iteration was just that good. Um, but So it's interesting if you compare this to Sprite Dragon, a couple of things here. Um, it's Missing Haste, mm-hmm. right, which is obviously... it Evasion though. It's got Trample. And Flying, I think Flying is better than Trample for the most part. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing here is that Sprite Dragon says whenever you cast a non-creature spell... Whereas infantry says incident sorcery, it specifies. And that's pretty huge if you just uh well, any any non instant sorcery non creature spell, right? I mean Anything, honestly are you gonna stuff be playing cyborg and or stuff whatever, in or whatever that, that deck could be relevant not. also there. So I don't know. I wanna try it out too, but like <clears throat> it, it missing haste is kind of haste is huge on Spider Dragon. Mm. And infantry doesn't have it, so yeah. Okay. We'll see. It's a wizard. We should bring that up. It is a yeah. wizard. Yeah. He wizards lightning fans. Let's do it. All right?
0: So that is good. Kevin? I don't have much to say about it. Okay. Uh, so I guess I'll take my turn again yeah, on the uh, the lord. If that's a <laughs> uh Goblins. What do you guys think about goblins? I know I Ryan's like been it. a fan of goblins even before we had a two mana lord. Um, And this one can give you card advantage, which is kind of cool.
1: Especially with crack, uh, Skirt Clan Prospector sacrifice a goblin hey let's see if we can roll the
0: dice and get something good that as well as we have the one that plays with your top of your library revealed so you can kind of yeah. know when you've yeah. got a goblin up there to cast oh yeah what's that one called it sees a ton of playing um, yeah uh not spy master but something like that well, i mean also as you could use red.
1: you could get rid of i mean you could sacrifice a goblin and then get rid of the land that was on top exile it, and then get another goblin to keep on the combo going right
2: yeah that's true yeah um and when
1: you hit that that
2: uh, roadblock i don't think this is a pioneer card as much as it's a modern code hmm. um because um fecundity is an enchantment a green enchantment in modern that says whenever a creature dies its controller draws a card and there's a combo deck that just plays with fecundity and a bunch of goblins and you have Skirk prospector margola Marshal. you know you sack your margola Marshal. And when more Martial dies, you get another token, you get a red mana, you draw a card, and, you know, you can see how this can spiral out of control really fast until you hit, like, empty the wards and give all your goblins haste and win, right? Whatever. Well, this is a two-mana, essentially, for conditional version of that. Yeah but, yeah, but it's a goblin, for one, and it's a goblin that also just pumps your other goblins, because that deck sometimes just goes, I'm just going to play goblins and attack you, right? And then, you know, it just has this fecundity style ability where exile top card of your library whenever a goblin you control dies and notably I won't
0: comment on that because we don't have it in pioneer yeah uh, which is really interesting that's that's
2: cool we don't have it in pioneer and notably fecundity triggers when your opponent loses a creature too they draw cards so this is only for you so it's yeah yeah I think it just goes right into that deck I think maybe they play but that's modern right in pioneer it is interesting we don't have that effect yet so we'll see how that goes Um And it is just a two mana Goblin Lord, so it's really an interesting Hmm. card, huh? Yeah, I'll play
1: it. I'll definitely work. I mean, I'll I'll play it, and they get angry that it doesn't work.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Welcome to booing, I guess. Yeah, I'll
1: buy, and I'll buy four. You know, I mean, if they have that for like less than a dollar, I'm going to buy four. I'm going to buy a playset when it comes out too. I will never not buy Lords.
0: So I'm just uh, rereading one of these here. I've got one more, maybe, if you guys don't have anything. Have I've got a, a one or two, yeah. Yeah, well, why don't you guys go, because I just went. Uh, should, do you want me to
2: I... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so Shiv and Devastator. Uh, oh, I um, love it. Um, okay, there's quite a few things. So it's one red mana and then X for for a dragon. And it's flying in haste. And then it enters the mm. battlefield with X one counters on it. So if you get infinite mana, this is just a win condition right nice here's my 100 100 flyer attack you you're dead right so because it already has haste so you don't even need to like somehow give it haste you know like mm-hmm. i was saying earlier in the goblins modern deck like they had to play like like a goblin war chief to give this stuff haste no this just has attacked on already man and mm-hmm. like people it's you know there's already a deck in pioneer um grinning ignis where yeah. you can loop grinning ignis And that deck, a lot of times, I played on a stream and it really felt like, wow, okay, we're doing some busted stuff here. Like, we're getting infinite mana, but I got nothing to do with it, right? Mm -hmm. My hand, like I have a land in hand and I have a a million red mana. I'm just looping, you know, bouncing Ignis, you know, for one mana and getting, and, you know, making two mana. So I'm netting one mana every time I do it. Infinite mana, Mm -hmm. just do it a bunch of times and then right click concede because I got nothing to do, right? Well, Chiffin Devastator, here we go. Here's my 100, 100 stack you in the air with haste. Sorry, man, like, so it that deck probably wants this, and that deck, when I played it the couple times I did, it felt like it was just on the edge of, like, we're just missing a thingy or two here to make it insane, like, to make it better, but, like, the deck was fine. It felt like tier two probably, maybe 1.5, but probably just tier two, and this might be something in that deck.
1: Mm. Yeah, I'm excited about the uh, potential of this card. Yeah, it's there. I definitely want to play it. Kevin, you want to say anything? Are you good?
0: Yeah, nothing on Chief and Devastator right now. I agree with that. That seems okay. I I can see it seeing some play.
1: Okay. So I actually missed a black card that I wanted to talk about, and it kind of goes along with this red card here that I wanted to talk about next. So the black black card that I wanted to talk about was the Defiler. We kind of skipped over that because we talked about the white one. I think uh, yeah. a little bit. Uh, it basically gives everything for X mana to, um, how can I say, uh, make things cost less. Uh, the the black one is a four four for two and a black and menace. And of course, like we said, you can pay two life instead of the black mana. And then whenever your black permanent uh, enters the battlefield, you get plus one plus one against menace at the end of turn. I was wondering if we could if the the death shadow type deck could be could be made yet in in black that's my first question I wanted to ask that's and it kind of goes you know we, we there's like the 12 twelve or whatever that that yeah. that hand whatever but it's like you know it's like 14 mana I think it's less mana and there's that and then there's also the skyclave or whatever whatever is called the scourge of the skyclaves that yeah. uh, that that's um is uh, power and toughness are equal to uh, your life minus what I forgot what it was but
0: yeah, I mean the, the issue there is um you're kind of not getting to the point where you're you know with this with the defiler you're not getting to the point where you're dealing yourself damage until after turn four, mm-hmm. or on turn four maybe. Uh that doesn't really like help you cheat any of those out at a point where they'll be super relevant. Okay. Uh, also just, you know, it's a risky strategy. There's you know, aggressive decks that just kill you with combat. You know, no one's comboing you out, so putting yourself to five life is not always the safest yeah. thing.
1: Yeah. Okay. So that being said, the red one, I think, is slightly more playable. Uh, it's a 4-4, four, four, two and a red. First Striker. Um, and it says, of course, like you said, you can pay the two life instead of the red mana source. And it yep. says, whenever you cast a red permanent spell, Defiler of Instinct deals one damage to any target. I like... I don't know. There's got to be some kind of combo there. You know, we have Bergy, we have uh, Kiln Fiends and stuff to make, like, more red mana and stuff like that when you're casting all this stuff so you don't have to, like, take Steam can too it, much yeah. pain. And then, like, also, uh, I, I remember, like, Big Red in the back in the day had Experimental Frenzy type stuff. So I, I feel like there's some kind of combo there with, with this, either with Bergy or with, uh, you know, like, just playing, like, your whole deck uh, with a, a Kiln Fiend in play and they experiment uh, experimental frenzy. Uh, I think it needs a lot of testing, but I don't think this is a bad card.
0: I mean, I've told you I'm writing an article on uh, how you can combo with each of these. I'll have to read uh, it I, afterwards. Yeah. I will say that um, I think as a you know I don't expect that to be a real deck. I'd be more interested in it as a fair card, being you know a four four first striker, and the fact that you've got that threat of dealing one damage to something with a big first striker is Whenever good. You
1: cast a red spell, but
0: yeah. I right. just think like at the four mana slot. I I can't replace um Torbaran. I can't really replace mm. Chandra in the other deck that gets up to four mana in red. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. so I don't think that this can just be better than those cards uh, but otherwise it's an okay card.
3: Mm.
0: Yeah, think, kind um? of the same with the black one. The, the 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 floor on four mana black, you know, Kalidus and uh you know Sorin things like that. Like a four mana black card needs so much for me to want to look at it twice. Yeah, this is interesting because There is a combo here with this card. Um, Obviously,
2: Grinning Ignis is a card that exists because Strixhaven exists. And that was where the reprint was, which I thought was pretty wild. Like, whoa, dude. This is interesting. But, um, you know, Grinning Ignis, when you bounce it back to your hand, you have to pay a red mana. And then you get two Carlos and a red. Right? Mm -hmm. And it costs three mana to play. Well, if Ignis all of a sudden doesn't cost a red mana, right? Mm -hmm. Which the Philo makes it. You can pay two life instead. So then that means that you can do you can keep bouncing and replaying the Ignis by paying two life every time, right? Well, if you do that with an innkeeper in play, then every time you do it, you gain a life. So you're basically dealing yourself one damage and mm-hmm. dealing your opponent one damage. So if you have one Chill more life fireball. one more life than your opponent, you just kill them. Kind of mm. like um, that deck in Modern, the, the Yawgmoth deck, right? Whereas if your life totals more than theirs, then you can win the game, right? By just continuously bouncing the Ignis and then playing it, paying the two life, but then you gain one life because you have Prosperous Innkeeper in play, and then you pay your opponent, and you keep doing it. And you each take one damage every time it happens, but you've got
0: more life than your opponent, so they die first. Yeah, like you were kind of saying about not having a payoff for that deck, this is, it enables it, and it's payoff in one.
2: Yeah, and Innkeeper's already a part of the deck just because it's, like, just a decent ramp spell, right? And the ability's good on it, so it just fits in, and, like, this is another one where it's just, like, yeah, this might just and it curves perfectly, Ignis, into this. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That deck's getting interesting.
1: If you guys don't um, have any other reds cards, do you have I, one? One more? Connor? I
2: definitely have one. I have to talk about. Yeah, I think it's my my duty. You know, I have huh. to. What do
0: you got? What do you got?
2: Um, it's the new Squee okay <laughs> yeah yeah like this is kind of i have to touch on it people will be like hey man you didn't talk about this no so this squee dubious monarch is three mana it's a red and two colors for a 2-2 legendary goblin noble as haste and says whenever it attacks you create a 1-1 red goblin creature token that's tapped and attacking and then very important and this is the reason i want to talk about it is it says you may cast squee dubious monarch from a graveyard by paying four mana so three and a red and exile four of the cards from your graveyard rather than paying them. So you can essentially, it's like escape four. I think that's exactly what it is. Um, I like it. So this is really interesting because there was obviously um, a red green deck. You know, I played the hell out of it, put up some results at top eight and challenge with it, right? It was around for a while, maybe like a year and a half ago, something like that, in Pioneer. And it was just basically, you know, you're playing the eight of Wolves and then you play Goblin Rabble Master, Goblin Chief, which are just three mana 2 2s that make a 1 1 at the beginning of combat. Tapping and attacking mm-hmm. right this is interesting because that deck a lot of times got into a scenario where okay i'm kind of out of gas now you know we're both kind of helping we're just hanging out here if i top deck a war boss or a rabble master that's like my best draw by a country mile and you're just kind of chilling you have four or five mana in play right you know your opponent basically just killed everything you played and then you're both hellbred this card's really yeah. nice because yeah. they kill it early you just get to recast it later which is something where i'm like I I read this card so many times and I went, man, like, and I just remembered the amount of games I had when I ran out of gas in that deck. And, yeah, the the fact that it has Escape 4 is just like, wow, I'm really looking forward to testing this.
0: And with the pain line coming in too, the red-green pain line, this is mm-hmm. high up on my to test list for sure. Agreed. I-, I was excited about this one and did touch on it last week, so glad you brought it up as well and to hear your opinion on it. Um, I'm just going to move us on to black. I'm going to say, like, you know, we've black, got kind of the set green. review doc. Uh, yeah, green. We've got the set review document, the couple that we had on here that we didn't name. Somebody was interested in the Elder Dragon War. There was Jaya Fiery Negotiator, Keldon Flame Sage, Rada's Firebrands, Broaden Goblin, and yeah. Smash Dust. So, in one of those is a, you know, $80 card. Um, clearly, we mentioned them in the set review just by naming their name. <laughs> uh Uh, i'm happy to go to green though yeah
1: we'll post all this stuff up in in the the discord later for people to check out the honorable mentions that we didn't talk sorry that we didn't talk about
0: uh you know green i'll touch on the defiler just because we've been talking about all of them five minutes six six trample uh it has an effect for green permanents and whenever you cast a green permanent you put a plus one plus one counter on each of your creatures uh i think it's decent but i don't think it can replace um the what's the six mana one with or the five mana one with vigilance trample reach uh you know draws cards and all that oh the, I think, you know, the cavalier fit, yeah. yeah if you're uh, not the cavalier but the um uh of right yeah gargaroth oh, mm-hmm.
2: yeah those are two very different uh, you cards, know as far
0: as being a five mana six six that doesn't do anything immediately for you the ability is nice but as your curve topper it's not going to be crazy um I feel like this is more of an EDH card. Mm-hmm. Unless if you're looking at this in some kind of unfair yeah aspect, which I am trying to do but haven't really done yet.
1: I like this one the least.
0: Well, oh, oh I don't I don't think I like it the least by any means. Um I just don't think that it will be you know I don't yet see it being a big impact on Pioneer.
2: Well, the first thing I thought was mono green. Right? And does that help it when you're trying to, you know, because that's usually with the decks problem is oh man i'm just a little choked on mana right and this obviously can help stuff you know you can just pay life to make things cheaper right to get green costs out of there so does that help the deck at all i'm not sure it does it is worth exploring though because maybe because this has happened all the way like oh never mind actually this card is just a four of in the deck because it's insane gold controls is hmm. free now right like, that's, you know, you pay six life to play it instead of paying any mana. And then you dump your hand into play and tap your nick right? So mm-hmm. it's interesting there. Like, there are some interesting lines. You know, Cavalier is only two mana with this thing in play, right? I mean, well,
0: so no, you can only do it for one green. So Cavalier would be four mana and two life. Um, you couldn't take away all three of the green with this card. Oh, really? Yeah, so you pay two life and that reduces it by green. It, it doesn't let you do that multiple times. Oh, wow. Right, never mind. Wait, wait, really? I thought you could use
1: it for all the green sources. No, <laughs> no
0: so only for one green. You know, Man, the other really? ones are one black, one blue, one white, one Dude, red. Dude, that's such really? a huge bummer. cost so to cast really? green permanent spells, you may pay two life.
2: Yeah, it, that's, it says, okay, as an additional cost to cast green permanent spells, you may uh, pay two life. Those spells cost They're not good. green mana less to cast if you paid life this way. I think the red one's still good because it still works with Ignis, right? Mm-hmm. That's probably the yeah, best the one. Yeah, that still works with Ignis. Because you only need the one, but yeah, this one's not. You can't make free old gold trolls? I'm out.
1: Yep, there <laughs> we go.
2: Um,
0: All right, why don't you go ahead and do one Ryan? Right here, because uh, that was mine. Sure, well,
1: Connor, book. you can go, Connor, because I think I've been
2: talking a lot. Um, uh, I've had a lot of Okay, jam. I guess I have to find one. Oh, well, you, okay, you yeah, here anchor, we go. So like... <laughs> Leaf crown visionary um, is the elf. Let's go. Any elf fans listening? Uh, big elf fan. There you go. <laughs> oh, listening. listening he's he's guys. talking. He's not even listening. He's talking. Elves are sweet and pioneer, but not playable really right now. They're like tier three maybe. Maybe tier two, two. But this is just another. It's two green for one one elf druid. Other elves you control get plus one, plus one. And big thing here, whenever you cast an elf spell, mm. you may pay a green mana if you do draw a card. So that's pretty sweet. Because like, oh, so- like it. It turned your line of late game into like, uh, I can't remember Elvis the you Two mana one one draw code. Yeah. visioner Visioner, Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's kind of sweet. And then maybe late he... in the game, you start chaining stuff together.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, the you don't even need rebuild. to play visioners. I know
2: some, some decks,
1: some versions maybe play them back in the day. I don't think you need that anymore though.
0: Yeah. I think that's long gone. Um, I've played elves as recently as like last season. So I'm really excited to have some new elf support. Um, I am a little bit more cautious on this one than I might immediately be, only because it being a 1-1. Mm. Um so I've played a lot of clan caller, and that always felt like one of the weakest lords, just mm-hmm. because um you know, compared to spirits, in the spirits deck you're all like three toughness on your lords. Um so if you have two lords in play, you can't get hit by the three mana red sweepers anymore. You know, a lot of the three mana, or even you know, any red removal will miss it at four toughness. You would have to have like four lords in play in order to protect your lords, and your lords will usually be the smallest thing, meaning you can't really attack in because they're the thing that your opponent's most trying to remove. Um, so it, it just makes it feel like being a 1-1, it feels very flimsy. There's a lot of times it won't be able to attack, it'll be the first thing that can get hit by removal, and it doesn't help your team stay safe from sweepers. So all of that makes me a little bit hesitant on this card. I'm still excited to play some elves, and like I said, really, really good deck into mono green, so... How? That that might be where it can uh, do some damage. How many lords
1: do we have in green now? For elves, yeah, like is question.
0: this eight? So this is the second two mana one. We mm-hmm. don't really have any three mana ones, we've yeah, one. two at four mana. Yeah, which Ooh, that's really huge.
2: Playable. Getting the second two mana one is actually huge. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's. I mean, we'll see. It the the draw card thing is great. I like that.
1: Um, is... <sighs> can I go next? Because I got a card. Yeah, that, go ahead. That, I mean, I'm just gonna skip over all the rares and mythics, and I'm just gonna go to Tear Asunder, which I think is a super powerful sideboard card. One in a green instant uh, has kicker. One in a black, and it says you can exile target artifact or enchantment, and if you Jeez. pay the kicker, uh, you exile target nonland permanent instead. Gr- this is basically Beast Within. It kind of feels, yeah. but they don't get the three three Beast token after you kill it. This is super strong, I think.
2: Yeah, this card's insane. I, I miss this one. Oh, this card's cracked. It's naturalized I mean, just, but exiles. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. What am I missing? Exactly, here? exactly, Yeah,
0: you know, we had we oh, had naturalized man. with upside with we had the one that could do a graveyard card. Um I do think this might be better in I, I'd probably still want to only play it in something that can maybe kick it. But being able to uh yeah, exile target artifact there's, for enchantment. There's not really any green-black. I mean, I guess that the
1: mono uh, green devotion deck is plain black. They could probably pay that kicker no problem. Hey,
0: us but mid-range like... fans over here are like, nah, green-black uh, is jund. back. You, you see, this time <laughs> this time it'll be true. Yeah, you jund.
1: Know? We
2: could
0: jund or abzan, maybe. I don't know.
2: And this card is super sweet. I didn't. I, like I totally missed this. Because there's two-mana exile, an artifact gem or four-mana exile anything. Well, not I just don't That's think there's instant. green...
1: There's not a lot of green black X decks to play though. That's the no, because you
2: can't play them because your opponent goes fable and then you just pick up your cards and move move to the yeah. next game. Right? So yeah, that's fair.
0: Well, this six does this fable. feel good if they play fable, make a two two, and you exile the fable?
1: Yeah, I think so. You still yeah. lose. <laughs>
0: they have a two Yeah, I feel tokens. like I've been in that position when I've had enchantment removal, and it's like you know I guess I'll have to remove it once it flips over anyways. So. Mm.
2: Yeah, so you do it now, but then they still have
0: the token, and it makes treasures, and it's just like, <sighs> yeah, rough. Um, and lighter news: Query and Beast Caller. <laughs> yeah. So one mana, two two. That I'm mildly interested in. It's a Dryad Warrior, and whenever you cast a creature spell, you put a plus one, plus one counter on it. And when it dies, you distribute those plus one, plus I one like counters that. among any number of creatures you control. Um, you know, just I think this might actually be a possible beater. Um, so I got to shout it out.
1: Like where would you play this? I mean, I mean, I guess I mean, you play green. warriors,
0: but I'm bad.
1: <laughs> I mean, you can play mono green, probably no problem. Because you get a um, lot yeah, creature heavy
0: aggro.
2: Is it not? Is it not decent Hardened scales?
0: Yeah, yes. if something like a hardened scales, it could just be yeah. good there. And I yeah. like the I like this kind of card where you're um, you know getting multiple instances of plus and one plus encounters. One Those are very creature heavy decks, and not just dead if it dies. Mm-hmm. It's too bad it's not a human,
1: huh? Sheesh. And I love that it's like X plus one plus counters among any number of target creatures. So it's not like you have to put them yeah. all on one A hey, and that creature gets killed too. It's just like you just spread yeah, them. True. It's like spores. you know? They just float everywhere. One. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially
0: it. if you are playing it in scales. You know, you play this, play three creatures, this gets six counters. Now you can move two of them to each and those become three counters. It, it's
1: almost like the, the artifact, um, the one that was from Affinity... Um,
0: Zilith, Ozolith. I no, remember. not
1: Ozolith. No, 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 no. The one from mo- modern. Um, when it dies, you can put the modulator. No, it's not modulate. Was it modular?
0: Modular. Modular. Yeah. There's yeah. there's some modular and modular esque cards.
1: Yeah. Ravager. There we go. That was that was the card I was thinking about. Ra- the Ravager from oh, uh, Ravager, modern affinity yeah. deck. Arclight, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I like imagine it. If, I like it. Well, imagine if beastcaller was an elf man with the other two man elf. sheesh this is going to yeah. quickly. They dodged a lot of creature types here by making a freaking dryad. You know, it's like, oh, okay, is in the wild dryad tribal? No. It's a cool card, though. So, um, are you guys going to test it? I might.
1: I'll pick them up. I mean, a lot of these cards, if I... For sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't have a default um, yet, but...
1: You want to go next, Connor? Do you have one more you want to talk about?
2: Um, In green? Or do you just want to pass... Um, yeah, there was, there's, um, oh here it is, the um, Urborg Lurgoif, um, ah. played a lot of the Dreadless Dredge deck on my stream in Pioneer, uh, that deck mm. is at best medium, but it's like, you know, prize amalgams and, and um, you know, the three mana three one that if you gain three life you bring it from your battle graveyard to the battlefield tapped, and knock amoebas to get the amalgams back, and creeping chills, and then just... You know, mill cards, like Tome, one mana, mill, five. Well, that deck already played green, I think. There was kind of a couple of versions that some of, some of like, green. And Urborg Logos is an interesting card in the deck. It's two mana, so green and a colorless for a star and then a one-plus star. And it's a logo. So it's kind of like, you know, for the boomers
0: around, you know, Tomegoyf, you know. See that's I feel like it's just trying hmm. to be like, hey, look at me, I'm totally Tarmogoyf. Yeah. I, I don't think it is. It's not. Keep, keep going, sorry. But
2: it's interesting in in this specific deck because it has kicker, blue and or black. And then as it enters the battlefield, you mill three cards for each time it was kicked. So you could three mana, you know, mill three and get a creature. And its power is equal to the number of creature cards in your graveyard, and its toughness is equal to that number plus one. So it's kind of interesting card where like it's a creature that is bigger for creatures in your graveyard, which is what the deck wants to do, and it, it can also be a mill spell tacked onto a very relevant creature, right? So in that sense, it's really interesting in the deck, and I'm kind of looking at different builds with it, specifically in the Dreads and deck, but the only problem is you want to get your creatures from the graveyard back. You want your Amalgams, your Narc Amoebas, you know, and your Silver Smoke Ghouls in play, and that's going to shrink this. So I'm not sure on this one... I don't think it's – I'm leaning towards it not being playable, but I'm, it, it's going to be something I, to try. I'm wondering
1: if uh, maybe it could be like an enabler for something like uh, Parhelion decks or some other graveyard decks. You know, like just Abzan Parhelion, you have the black in there already. You can pay that and just you know, put that in there. I mean, of course, there's not as many creatures in there, but I think it could be a, a good enabler with a body. So maybe, maybe that's where yeah. we can find a find a spot for it.
2: <clears throat> yeah, I don't know.
1: Um, green cards. Anything else? I mean, Kevin, you just want to read over the other cards that we have.
0: Um, that... yeah, I think there was a couple I we had wanted to just shout out here at the end. Um, Silverback Elder is interesting. Um, Yama Yamavaya Iconoclast, the anime elf there. Um, World Spell, I just thought was interesting. Um, that's probably it. We could probably I, move on to Multicolor. Yeah, I also thought Lanwar Speaker yeah.
1: was another card I added because people were talking about that with like uh, some kind of some kind of scapeshift deck that we haven't really talked about yet. Yeah, it's too too janky, but maybe I'll do that at the end of the, the show. But yeah, we can move on to Multicolor.
0: Okay, uh, do you want to start us off on Multicolor, Brian?
1: yes 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 so uh i was talking about the uh blue red uh power stack earlier and yes. uh the legendary creature uh balmore battle mage captain one three uh blue and a, a red it's got flying and whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell creatures you control get plus one plus zero and gain trample to the end of the turn this is an amazing kind of give everybody super super prowess basically um, whenever you cast that instant or sorcery spell. So with all those cantrips and whatnot, I like this a lot. I think this would fit perfectly into that type of deck.
2: But yeah, if you, guys, do you think? guys remember there was a Magecraft card for two mana. I think it might have been a cat actually, which is pog in white. It's white and a colorless. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that was kind of a similar thing where it gave, you know what? Leon and Light
0: Scribe or something yeah, like Leon that. Yeah, Leon and Light Scribe,
2: yeah. thank you. That's exactly what it is. Good call. And it, it Magecrafts, <laughs> so whenever you play into sorcery all your creatures are plus one plus one until the turn now the problem i have with cards like this is the decks as they fit into these power stacks. you're not really looking to have four or five creatures in play you know you've got one or two usually right and mm-hmm. this pumping all your creatures plus one plus oh, you know you're not generally those decks especially postboard once your opponent brings in all the removal you're not really super gonna go super wide with those decks right because you're like, here's my one, whatever, Sprite Dragon or Swiss Whispier, and then I'm going to play a bunch of spells and attack with my giant prowess creature, right? That's kind of the idea. So it having flying and it giving trample is the two parts I like about it. But hmm. it's also legendary too, so, you know, which is actually huge because having multiples in play, they pump each other, which would be insane. But you can't do that either, so uh, I'm very mixed on this. I mean, the colors are better than Light Scrabbers in white. Which was difficult. Mm-hmm. This is red blue, so the colors are a lot better, but I just don't think it replaces something like Spike Dragon. Okay.
0: Yeah, the colors in here are good. Um, I do like this more than what I was saying, and uh, so I'm a little bit sad that you were down on it. Um, I think the biggest difference you're saying, you know, you're not going to have more than two, three creatures in play. The big exception there is Young Pyromancers, which mm, seems to just go hand true, in yeah. hand with this. Mmm, spicy. I like it. I like it. Yeah, that is pretty spicy, wow. Well. Oh, you know, that's maybe a little bit different deck than playing just the like, you know, Delver-ish deck where you're all one drops. But um, there might be a home for this. I'm willing to try this one out.
1: All right, I got more spice. You guys go next, though.
0: Okay, I Oof. guess I'll go okay. then. Um, yeah, go for it. What you got? So I guess we should just get this out
2: of the way. Clear the air here. Aster, uh, Barrel of Blades. Yes! Um,
0: <laughs> see okay I, I love this you know i feel like every card that we were excited about last week are the first ones you're calling out so we were right really? to be excited last week <laughs> yeah i know ryan ryan i went all over this card last week so let's hear your take on it because okay. i know you're another big equipment player
2: so i'll just go over what the card is first of all it's it's two, yeah. Yeah. two, two colors red and white so it's four mana for a legendary human warrior it says when it enters the battlefield look at top seven cards your library you may reveal an you may reveal an equipment or vehicle card from among them put it into your hand the rest go on the bottom of your library. And then equipments, equipment you control have equip for one colorless mana. And then vehicles you control have true one and it's a four four. So first of all, this is not good in a hammer deck. Everyone's gonna think, hey, we got a new hammer time card. We've already had a bunch of four mana cards in the same colors and everything. There was one from, I think was it was a Strixhaven or time mm-hmm. or something, Bruinor. And those cards made it equip zero, right? And in the Hammer Time decks, you don't play that many equipment spells. You play four Hammers, and then maybe one or two, maybe three max if you're a wild man. And then that's only seven. You're going to play this thing, and you're going to find nothing, and you're going to feel really bad. And Mm. you can't equip anything right away unless you have a fifth mana. It's tough. Now, the place Mm. that it might fit is Vehicles. Because obviously, I've played way more of that deck than I'd like to admit the Dwarf Vehicles deck. But that deck plays like you know, was it 13 or 14 vehicles or something? Like, it plays a lot. And looking at the top seven, you're a lot more likely to hit. And the thing that it says Vehicles in Control of Crew 1, it essentially you play this and it just crews something right away. Whether it's a mm. Colossal Plow or a Colossal Dreadnought, whatever, right? You know, it's really pog in that sense. And it might be good as, you know, just one or two of them in that deck as a late value card. You can play it. All your vehicles have Crew 1. And then if you have anything else in play, you can go, oh, my... You know, Hotshot Mechanic will now crew my, you know, my Consulate Dreadnought, which normally has crew six. And Mm -hmm. now you just crew one, right? And then you can maybe crew two things. So I think it's going to be okay in that deck, but it's not a Hammer Time card, and it's not good there. And that's that's my take on it anyways. Yeah, I think the
1: hardest part of building with this card is going to be deciding how many uh, vehicles or how many, you know, if you're going to go the equipment route, how many equipments um, is optimized or is optimal. You know, how many yeah. spells, how many creatures, all that. That's going to be the hardest part of building this deck. It's a good card. I'm just not sure how to build the deck yet. Uh, Kevin, anything you want to say?
0: Or do you want to pick uh, the next card? No, I think I, t- I said my piece on Aster. Um, so I can pick another card here. Just a quick one is uh, L.S. Core, Sadistic Pilgrims. One uh white and a black for 2-2. Phyrexian Core Cleric. It's 2-2 uh, with Death Touch. Whenever a creature enters battlefield under control, you gain a life. Whenever a creature dies under your control, uh, each opponent loses a life. Mm. Um, just a nice little, maybe Cleric's piece, maybe Aristocrat's piece. Um, it's just nice to see one more of these effects, even if it is legendary. Yeah, how many do uh, Death have? Death Touch is really nice on this kind of card.
1: We have Zuliports, We have, we have uh, the Cruel Celebrants. And is, yep. is this number... I think this is number
0: three of two mana
1: ones. Yeah. Definitely uh getting closer to maybe making some uh uh what do you call it? It's them?
0: not even always a bad thing that's legendary. If you uh you know rally back three of yeah, these exactly. and two die, that could be okay. Exactly, yeah, exactly. This
2: is, it's actually interesting, it's better than Cruel cool Celebrant, because Cruel cool Celebrant's only when
1: It's planeswalkers or creatures.
2: Creatures or Planeswalkers and and control die, and the planeswalker part's mostly relevant in that deck. Yeah. Mm. So it's more so creature whenever a creature dies.
0: Actually, this card's quite a bit different, actually, because... It's the enter. It's, like, somewhere between Suture, Priest, and, like,
2: yeah. Yeah, it's just weird how whenever another creature enters a battlefield, you gain a life. Like, you don't drain. It's just, you and only And that's gain not even life.
0: your creatures? That's... Oh, this is a true Soul Sister. That's not even... Oh, no, it is under your control. Sorry. Yes, yeah, so it is under your control. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, not like a Phuoceron style. Soul Sisters.
1: Yes. I mean, <laughs> Soul Sisters is based kind of a rally deck, right? Kind of like that. okay i have spice. Anyway, i didn't think
0: it's one we had to talk too long on but it's one that i was interested in i have spice
1: and it kind of connects Okay, what's to that your card? spice um, I, there's so
0: many bad cards in this list here ryan <laughs> lagomo's
1: hand of hatred is a one three one black and a red legendary creature human shaman at the beginning of combat on your turn you create a two one red elemental creature token with trample and haste and you have to sacrifice it at the end of the next step And it has the ability to tap it and search your library for a card, put it into your hand, and then shuffle, activate only if five or more creatures died this turn. This seems like a good enabler card. Like, if you're playing any kind of tokens deck, or if you're playing any kind of, uh, what was I going to say, like a rally deck, even? Like, if you're playing um, Mardu Rally, Uh, you attack, creatures die, they go to the graveyard, fine. And then you tap this, search for the rally, bring them all back, sacrifice, game over. Uh, I like being able to find your combo piece after you killed all your creatures. Hmm. But what do you guys think?
0: That's interesting. I hadn't thought rally, but, you know, maybe that's worth looking into. Um, it's it's a cool card, but I hadn't seen, like, I didn't know what you searched for that's actually going to be good.
2: Yeah, I'm going to let I'm... the Hive Mind figure this one out. I'm not really... yeah. This style that's of how effect I, is something for yeah. me that's not not really my ball game, you know.
3: Hmm.
2: Yeah,
1: that's understandable. I I think way outside the box.
2: <laughs> yeah, like I would be a <sighs> hockey player. You know, throwing pitches at an MLB game it wouldn't be great.
3: <laughs>
0: huh. Um. All anybody right. else? Have um, I see a lot more bad cards. Yeah. I actually want to call out. You know, as my next card, can I call out a card that I think is overhyped? Hmm is uh, a Johnny Sleeper Agent. Um, one and a green, a green or white or Thyrexian, and a white. Uh, you know, It's this one of these completed walkers where you can pay green, white, or two life, and if you pay the two life, it ends with two fewer loyalty. Four mana loyalty Planeswalker can plus one reveal the top card. If it's a creature Planeswalker, you put it in your hand. Otherwise, you can put it on the bottom. Uh, minus three to put counters on uh, up to three target creatures. Uh, so it's three plus one plus one counters between up to three total creatures. They gain vigilance and it has an album, emblem at six that you can cast creature, planeswalker spell. Target opponent gets two poison counters. Um, I don't think this card is any good and I don't think he will see any play. That's my hot take. What do you guys think? I agree. 100% agree. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> you know, I'd seen some excitement about this. I saw people being like, oh, you know, Domri Raid was really good. And I'm like, we've got Domri Raid. This is Dami Raid at home. And it's never any good. Um, I, I don't like <laughs> this. I think this is bad at three. It's bad at four. Um, and I don't think it'll see any play. Yeah,
2: Dami Raid at home.
0: <laughs> That's exactly what it is, I guess. I forgot about
2: Dami Raid. So I'll play as a one yeah, the side. Dami Raid's
0: legal and pioneer. You yeah. Can go play Dami Raid anytime you want. Well, I
2: just got to wait for green red to be good. Well, I yeah. mean, the biggest thing with this card is the minus three, right? Because the idea here is that, you know, you can pay the Phyrexian mana and then it's only. Like you can pay the completed thingy and then it's only 3 mana. But then it only mm-hmm. comes in with 2 loyalty counters and it's minus 3 to put the 3 one counters around. So if you could use the minus ability and only have it cost 3 mana, I'd be more into it. But you can't even do that. So mm. I'm out of here with that one.
1: All right. All right. Connor, your turn. You want to choose another one? Anything um, else you want to talk about? There's a lot of jank on here. That's my
2: bad. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I have know. one I more. I mean, maybe is that one any? I was kind of looking at Maria, but like it's in it, but it's not really pioneer. I'm not even sure where that one would go. Yeah, I guess I don't really have much. I'll let you go. What do you got, Ryan? So I have one more. The rest
1: are all kind of jank We'll probably, like we said, we'll put on our uh honorable mentions. But I've been talking to some people about. Uh, tata Tatiova, steward of tides uh three three green green and blue legendary uh, merfolk druid and it says land creatures you control have flying and whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control if you control seven or more lands up to one target land you control becomes a three three elemental creature with haste. it still is a land and basically what we're saying is that like they're pushing cards to kind of make scape shift playable Um, in this set i think there's a number of of cards i think like loam speaker one of the elves does the same thing makes a three three land creature and so basically if you already have seven lands in play and you cast escape shift um i mean of course it's gonna put those into play uh um what do you call it's gonna it's gonna put them into play tapped but that's
0: that's yeah that's where i keep um how do you get around that
1: well we'll figure that out later uh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, like, that's, yeah. That's if you can find model. some way to, I mean, I know, I know that I mean, they were talking about like Jeskai uh, ascendancy is a one way to kind of like untap all all creatures. Um, yes, you're gonna play bit.
0: Tatyova and Scapeshift. Why not? mid mid Jeskai? Ascendancy Why not? Combo. I mean, you just need that. <laughs> you just need that, you
1: know. Uh, and uh, you have uh, Sylvan Awakening as well. You get a lot of spells that make creatures. Uh, but yeah, I think this would be a really cool card uh, to kind of. Get Scapeshift on the right track. I don't think it's gonna be playable. I think that people will be testing out though. And I think I'm I'm excited to to brew with this card. But that's all I no, wanted to say.
0: No, I'm not particularly
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm janked out. <laughs>
0: uh, of of the cards that are left, do you if you wanted to just, you know, call one out that you think is the most likely to see play yeah, here? We, we talked about pain lines last time. Oh, you mean you No, mean, I meant of uh oh, if like if you wanted to pick of the you know, multicolored. You know, if I were to pick one, I'd say either Shauna or you know Joda, I have a little bit of interest in.
1: Yeah, Joda seems like a Niv card. Mostly but it's not a Niv card.
0: I, I'm still kind of waiting on clarification, but as far as I can tell, yes, this does work the mean way with Tybalt. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you cast any three mana legendary spell, and your only other legendary in your deck is uh, it's Valky, then you're going to cast that Valky you know as the Tybalt backside and. You know, that's a seven mana planeswalker that you cast as an additional, you know, as a freebie on top of your three drop.
1: So would this like make a new kind of deck with Joda? I mean, you couldn't play this in Niv Mizzet. Would this like take over for Niv Mizzet? Like, a you do like five color cascade.
0: You know, you could throw one of them in Niv Mizzet, and I don't think you'd be upset with that.
1: Okay, and you can still find them with um, uh, Bring to Light. So,
0: yeah, yeah, okay.
1: Um, but yeah, I have nothing else I really want to talk about. If you want to, okay, finish up the rest. We only have like uh, what a few cards left. We don't. I don't really have to talk about any of the artifacts unless you guys want to.
0: Oh, uh, I like most of the artifacts here. Yeah, there's definitely one I. Um, have to I think talk Weatherlight about. is interesting, but probably not going to be see play. But I think Karn Silex is the one that I really want to talk about. It is three mana legendary artifact. It enters tapped, um, and it's got the ability that players can't pay life to cast spells or activate abilities that aren't mana abilities. Well, the important part is X-Tap, Exile it. You destroy each non-land permanent with mod of value X or less. Activate only as a sorcery. We kind of talked about how good the temporary lockdown might be against some of these decks. And this seems very similar as a Karn board option. So mm. Karn grabs this. You, you know, it'll probably take a turn to activate it, but mm-hmm. you can untap it with Kiora or mm-hmm. with uh, Teferi mm-hmm. and activate it right away and it exiles things um it destroys a bunch of things it also exiles itself so with only one copy karn can grab it again which is nice yeah that's sick
2: yeah there's a few things with this card so playing against mono green a lot of the play patterns you get into obviously i'm an angle player there's a lot of games where you go okay i'm gonna attack you for a lot you're at four life and if and if you don't kill me right now on your next turn then you're just dead the game is over and it's always like they have con they can grab something, but what can they realistically grab that deals with all my stuff? There's not really anything. You have you have ten mana or eight mana, whatever, you know, a cure, maybe in play or a con or something, it's like, you know, you're just a little short of being able to kill me, your life is low, and then now they can just go, Hey man, here's my con Silex and then top with cure and wrath your board and just pass the turn. And it's mm. like, oh man, what a beating. And then keep getting it back. I think it's really good in that deck's card board. This is definitely one of the better cards in the set for me. Yeah. yeah. It might just be the best. It's really good. Like I'm why scared. does it exile itself, man? We did we didn't it, need
0: this, you know? It's one of those funny things where it'd almost be better. Like it'd almost be worse if it didn't exile itself. Like it just, just went to the graveyard.
1: As yeah. as a as a non green devotion player, I'm like Ralph on the bus, you know, laughing. <laughs> I <I'm>
2: in danger. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i think everybody's doing uh,
0: that <laughs> can i finish up with a couple artifacts here just as some yeah. shout outs um so weatherlight complete completed i don't think will be great but i'm gonna try it because it's interesting mm-hmm. uh relic of legends i got a shout out i want to say it's tyrant was very upset about the fact that uh this is a three mana so the, the big thing here is Kinnan bonder prodigy yeah um doesn't work with this card uh, i guess this has the ability to tap an, a legendary creature you control. That isn't a tap for mana ability, so this is not a mana ability of a permanent you control, so mm. it would not work with canon. Really?
1: Yeah. It's, it's not a tap for a mana I mean,
0: ability of a creature you control. Oh, it could yeah.
1: be something with uh, Emery or or I don't know. Um,
0: yeah, it could be interesting someday, but right now um, the one place where it might have had Magda. some relevance, it doesn't doesn't quite
1: work. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, I also shout out Timeless Lotus just because I know Alan same friend of the show uh thinks that that card's going to make a combo work. Uh I don't think it will, but I'm just going to put it on this list here. Cast the, we'll the
1: mono red cascade uh cascading waterfalls whatever deck maybe. Yeah, maybe something with like that. uh with what's uh, with um more like the World Tree.
0: Yeah. Uh lands, you want to talk lands?
1: Uh we talked about him last time. Maybe we, I want to hear what Connor has to say about uh All of the Painlands.
0: Yeah, I think there's really not much here
2: to um, talk about except the Painlands. Like, the untapped gate's interesting, but really the Painlands is just like, dude... Oh, man, this is just unbelievably overdue for Pioneer. Like, certain certain colors, enemy colors, Mm -hmm. exactsies, just have way better mana bases. Like, what is that? You know? And finally... Mm -hmm. And it's weird because we're only getting a partial. We're not getting the green-white pain land. And I can't remember the other one we're missing.
1: I just hope that they reprint these more and more and more. Because, like, we've had... Not only did we have, like, Origins and, like, M15 for the other ones, we also had so many supplemental reprints as well. There's more than enough You can get... Painlands, other painlands for like a dollar. These things are going to still be like four or five bucks probably when they first come out because there's just, there's not a lot, you know, in, in the format.
0: Yeah, so the biggest yeah, thing. It here, should go down. Sorry, go ahead. No. Oh, sorry. Go, I was just saying it should go down, but not that quickly. I yeah,
2: yeah, hopefully, you know, for the for the sanity of people's finances. But, um, the, like, just, you know, we got Liliana the Veil, Now we're getting Sulphur Springs, Ractos Painland to make mm. the Ractos. Deck's mana better. Like sometimes that deck, you know, it's awkward. They uh you know, they have a slow land, comes and tapped, or like they played a pathway on black early in the game and now they need double red for Chandra. And that happens in that deck, you know? Like it's it's not often, but it does happen. You see them once in a while where all oh, they they don't have double black. They can't play or they don't have that fourth black mana for invoke despair or whatever, right? Mm. Well now you just have pain lands, right? So their mana base just got even better. So I think the big one is obviously sulfur springs adding to what, in my opinion, is just the best deck in the format in Rakdos Midrange. And they're just getting better, mana base-wise. And mana bases so, are huge. Yeah,
0: you know, I was actually saying this last week, that I almost thought this one might be the worst of these three. Um, because, you know, I don't know what you would actually remove this point from red-black mid-range. Pathways. I don't think this is better than any of its... Uh, you think better than the Pathways?
2: Yeah, that's what... There's a streamer who, like, Mono plays um, hmm, Rakdos okay. mid-range. And he said that, yeah, the Pathways probably go... Okay, so
0: yeah, that's something I'll be interesting to see, because I kind of said, like, I don't think this is better than, you know, they don't have any basics to take out anymore, basically, so I didn't know if this would actually be an improvement for that deck, whereas Blue-White Spirits, Red-Green, Aggro, those decks definitely didn't have the same level of mana base. Oh yeah, Mm.
2: you're right, actually, the
0: Dataka Waste is huge in Blue-White Spirits, and obviously I'm going to play the hell out of the Red-Green one.
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome um so i i did want to shout out the one other land that i thought was playable is this uh plaza of heroes uh, maybe a little bit overlooked um taps for a colorless or taps to add a mana of any color but you'd only spend it on legendary spells it can also tap to add mana of any color among legendary permanents you control um and it also even has one more ability you can three tap exile it to give a creature you control hexproof and indestructible uh that last ability you know it's not nothing but it's not I think what I'm most excited about, but this is just like this seems pretty easy to turn on. And the big thing for me is this is the second Rainbow Land we have for Planeswalkers. Um, so this can cast any Planeswalker, and then once you have one in play, you can cast. You know, it, it makes mana of other things. So you know, you cast a Liliana with this, you can cast a Fatal Push off of it, which the other um, the other Planeswalker Land, the Interplanar Beacon, couldn't do. So. Do you guys move on to the
1: top five? Or we have any more? Yeah, Let's I think we've
0: about. got one quick so somebody in the uh, in our chat had shouted this out. Is um, you know, they're trying to say, like, hey, what's gonna be the next uh, you know, the sleeper card, the money card? Maybe it'll be the same as what's in your the top of your top five, maybe it won't. Um, but it's kind of you know something that goes under the radar as a you know one, two dollar card during spoiler season, and then it ends up blowing up into a ten dollar card, you know, fifty tickets on Moda, whatever Ledger Shredder is. Um, so something like a Ledger Shred or something like a Fable in the Mirror Breaker. Obviously, hard to call your shot that easily, but do uh, you guys want to take any stab at it? You
2: guys yeah, want, to go- binding. You want to go first,
0: Connor? Which one?
2: Yeah, Leyline Binding, I'm obviously the Sleeper Code's extremely difficult to pick, but if I had to pick one, uh, it would be Leyline Binding, I guess.
1: Okay, it just has that's
2: the, the, potential. D- the Domain and the Exile. How about yeah. you, Ryan? It's like six mana and then in white and then, you know, it costs one less for each basic man- land type you control. So you can mm-hmm. potenti- with flash, so it potentially it could be one mana Oblivion Ring. But even then I'm like not even sure about that one, but
0: that's mine okay. anyway. Play- maybe, maybe maybe playable and modern for the same reason. That's actually a really good one. That might be a better call than what I had. What do you have though, Ryan?
1: Uh I like the Filer of Instinct. It's red, it deals damage, people like even you get a lot of one mana. Uh, Sorry, like I said, there's going to be a combo there. Um, If there's not, someone's going to find something that's going to take advantage of it. So I'm going to go with Defiler of Instinct.
0: Hmm. Um, If I'm looking money card, I almost want to say, you know, pick up Defiler of Vigor if it's at a reasonable price, because that card's going to be really, really well sought after in EDH, I think. Um, Kind of the same with the the land I was just talking about. The Plaza will also probably really spike, because I think a lot of EDH decks will want Mm -hmm. it. If I'm going to have to pick one, though, that's not for that, though, uh, you know, something that's maybe under the radar, I could maybe say the Anointed Peacekeeper. I don't know if it's gotten, I haven't gotten a test yet, but it might be under the radar. Um, it's possible that that does well. Otherwise, I do really like Conor and sort of Leyland Binding. That's a um, a solid pick for something that, you know, could show up in Modern. Mm. You know, if it shows up in Legacy, we're like, oh my god, oh my god. Okay, Uh, now we're ready to
1: do... Yeah,
0: now let's do our actual top five here. Okay. Um, let's to go first? Uh, Kevin, or should I go? Sure, I'm nervous on mine because I feel like maybe I'm missing something. He- here's my five to one. I went Phoenix Chick, mm-hmm. karn silix Temporary Lockdown, Liliana the Veil, vale, and then for my number one, I cheated and I said the Lords. Um, they might not even be the most impactful, but the ones I'm most excited about, so I'm putting them number one in my top five. Okay, deal with it.
1: <laughs> Connor, do you want to go next, or do you want me to go? um i want to jump in here yeah yeah. go ahead you can go all right um so again i think i'm gonna have not all of the lords i think just the uh uh merfolk one i think it deserves the top five spots so i give that number five the Voldalian hex catcher and then number four i have the filer of instinct i just think it'll it'll see some play i think uh, people will like it. I uh, have the Painlands at number three. I think that'll def those will definitely see a lot of play. I and mean, that's that's kind of cheating, though. I guess, And that's a, a given. Hmm. Uh, and then I have uh, Liliana of the Veil at number two, and then I have Sarah Paragon at number one. I think that's gonna be a really powerful effect in some kind of lockdown, you know, deck maybe, bringing stuff back again and again. So, that's my top five.
2: Yeah. Um... Both of yours are pretty reasonable. Mine is, um, you know, you get the obvious Con Silex, Temporary mm-hmm. Lockdown, down Under the Veil. Those three are kind of like, okay, yeah. You know, we're here. You look at them and go, yep. And then Hari Jin is kind of the, the yeah. hot pick because a lot of people are going, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. right? Is it good? Well, I think mm-hmm. it's bad. Whatever. Maybe it is. But it's interesting, you know, that it's just one color. Right. So it can be played in blue, other color decks. It doesn't have to be blue-red. And then Vodalian Hexcatcher, um, not necessarily for Pioneer, more so for Modern. Like I think that goes right in the Moorfolk deck. In Modern, I think it's really good in yeah. that deck. So. That's my top five.
1: Now, Of course, for Pioneer we're talking, but yes, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't really go wrong with any of these top fives, I think.
0: Yeah, well, Maybe you can. We'll find out. Yes. That's what uh, Half a Pioneer is, is testing and seeing what's good and what's not. I've got a lot of lists that I'm trying to build from this. Uh, you know, I've got a lot of tribal lists, but I've got a lot of lists that I definitely want to try out from this set, and that's, an, that's a good sign, you know. I've had a couple sets recently where I'm like, you know, there's one deck I want to try. Meh. Uh, this one, not a ton that, like, screamed to me that it's going to add to an existing deck, but I'm going to try out some new things and uh, see what works. Hmm all right well I, let's uh wrap up yeah. our show here so that that's our set review of the new set hopefully you guys are listening uh even after we've been talking for almost two hours we really appreciate you guys all listening we appreciate you for joining us on the show here Connor uh if you guys like this content if you want to hear more about pioneer and see all of the new deck lists and things as they're coming out in the set go ahead and follow us at mtg pioneer you can also find a link to our discord there where you can see things like deck lists from the show uh chat with other people who are pioneer fans and etc All right, you guys can find me on Twitter
1: at uh, YoJapanHobbyist. And also, of course, I'm in the Discord all the time, so feel free to chat me up. I'm more than happy to talk about jank. And uh, Man, you had some shout-outs. You had some uh, promotions. What what you got going on?
2: Yeah, so I stream a lot on Twitch. I play tons of Pioneer, almost mono Pioneer at this point on Twitch. Uh, Man 11 co C10R, Man11 on Twitch. And I got a Twitter too. Same thing, Con Man 11 on Twitter, and it's tons of pioneer. And I will be playing soon as Dominaria is legal on MTGO. I'm gonna be playing. I got quite a few different decks going. On. I have a Demio deck with Hardy Gin and you know, Ledger Shredder, and then just a bunch of spells and you know, and like the, the counter spell. At, if you control creature flying, and gonna try some gold stuff and just test all the new cards. So
1: mm. that's me. Sounds
0: good. All right. Kevin? Right, I was getting ready to send you a deck list. I should be uh, wrapping up something that I should hear. Thank you guys for listening. It's been a long day for us. We're going to call it a night and uh, go ahead and do some brewing for Pioneer. Thank you once again. Uh, We are the First Pioneers Podcast, and we look forward to being your go-to source for Pioneer information online. First Pioneers are dominating out. Sure.